The research says, the research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream yeah man shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel and welcome to another wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel we are back on the air this is another blue chip mindset series we are all the way up on number 17 so if you want to catch up if this is your first time catching this Blue Chip Mindset series, we do this weekly, every Wednesday. We take a little bit of pressure off of the straggle-daggle or on the uh, on the hope strategist 
on the blue pillars or whatever you want to call them. We take a little bit of rest and we focus on our money or our pursuits or that free agent lifestyle. That's what we do around here. And these, these shows, while not wildly popular, people find some great value out of this. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about uh, slavery. It says why slavery will be your only choice. We're going to extend to what Kanye West said back in the day that people really took out of context. They got in their feelings. They didn't understand. And I'm going to come in here and extend it and say why slavery will be your only choice. All right, here coming forward. Um, a lot of you guys don't realize that because of your lack of ambition, before you, because of your lack uh, of of uh, hustle, your lack of drive, your failure to aim high, you rather hit, aim low and hit than aim high and miss. But there's a place for you in this world. There's going to be a place for you in this world. Your shortcut setting, your willing and dealing, your willingness to make excuses, there's going to be a place for you. It's not going to be the place that you like, all right? It's not going to be the place that you like. Also, we'll probably dovetail this towards the tail end of the show and talk about, you guys know my struggles, you guys know my successes, and I hope at some particular point in this stream, maybe in the first 10 minutes after I do the Super Chats, I'll give you a little bit of inspiration. We'll break down the CGA story and then talk about how I rebuilt my life from scratch, started over at age 36, and then, you know, I had to get... I had to cut a lot of dead weight out of my life. All right. I had to get I had to get my bag and run. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> I'll talk about this. I'll talk about uh, you know, it's housekeeping day, so my housekeepers are bound to show up at any moment. Uh, but we'll go over, you know, where I started. We'll go over, kind of give you a motivation. You guys see what I've done here on YouTube. That's just a part of the story. That's just a small window. And the reason I want to do this is not I'm not here to brag or boast, or I'm not here to kind of rehash. My failures, okay? You guys know that I've had a lot of failures and some success. Well, some people don't know. Some, some people think that I'm a broke Dusty and I've never accomplished anything until I got to YouTube. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll go over this just to give you young men a source of inspiration that you might not be where you want to be, but there's steps that you can take to kind of get out of the situation that you're in right now. And I'll show you the steps that I've taken to get where I needed to go. All right. So um, and I'm going to show you with physical proof. All right. Physical proof. Anyway, let's get the super chats going. We already have people on the cash app. I think Yura is on the cash app. And then somebody cash at me this morning, early this morning. Four hundred and forty four dollars. All right. Yeah. Shout out to you. Cash app. Somebody cashed at me. Four hundred and forty four dollars. Man, I was like, whoa, I woke up this morning. I was like this. And then guess what happened? They asked for a refund. Yeah, they was like, uh, yeah, that was a mistake, son. <laughs> Yo, Sean, I was trying to do $4, Sean, and my button, my fingers hit, I had my fat fingers hit the button, Sean. Can I get all of that back, Sean? <laughs> they asked for a refund. I was like, Yo, Sean, I shit that to the wrong person, Sean. <laughs> he, he thought he was sitting at the Kaylee. <laughs> he thought he was sitting at the Kaylee. Yo, Sean, that meant to be $4, Sean. <laughs> all right, I got to get that back, all right? Mm. I was like, mm. <laughs> He actually hit that fo fo fo. hit that Moses Malone on me, bruh. I was like, yo. 
what kind of <laughs> what type of uh what type of shit is this all right so it made me it made me hit the cuss words on him i was gonna celebrate the brother <laughs> he was like yo bro that meant to go to kaylee yo all right, so I sent it back. I was like, all right, brother, you know, I sent it back. I had to stare at a Martin Luther Lee for a minute. I woke up. I was like, ooh, Kaylee about to get them nails done. <laughs> Kaylee about to get them feet done. All right. And then he took it back, and I was like, I was like, bruh, yo. All right, now I got to dip into my own resources now. All right, Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I was like, yo, anyway, man, shout out to you guys. Hey, I don't take it hard. All right, shout out to Euro on the Cash App. He says, slave trade is thriving due to the willing. All right, this is, he's piggybacking on what we're talking about. The slave trade is thriving due to the willing. Oh, he also adds this, and he says, to the willing. Oh, I missed it up. He says, slave trade is driving due to, due to the willing, weak sheep. All right, man. <laughs> Who thinks there's a sheep? You know what I mean? Everybody calls somebody a sheep, and then the other person thinks they're a sheep, and then you think they're a sheep. Um, but uh, there's no doubt about it. There is a class of sheep here. Um, if you guys know that I follow, you know, when I was a youngster, 18, 19, I listened to a lot of hip-hop music, and a lot of them would play messages from the Nation of Islam and even go as far as... Um, the 5% nation, which, you know, you I, I like to pick and choose what I like to take from people. But uh, when they break down the 5%, it makes 100% sense. You know, the whole basis around the 5% is that these are the poor righteous teachers, the teachers who are, um, who don't believe the lies of the 10%. The 10% of people are the elite, right? The top 10%. And then 85% of people are deaf, dumb, and blind. All right. So, I mean, when you think about that, you know, you mind you can do whatever you want with the five and the ten percent. I mean, even sometimes the Jewish uh religion will have something like this. You know, you have to be born of the you have to be a descendant of the, the tribe, right? And so that's basically the same idea. You're not in, you're not in the tribe, you don't get in, right? And so uh, but when you think about how the num the numbers break down, the numbers are pretty accurate. All right, the numbers are pretty accurate. You can take whatever five percent are the people who are out here with the knowledge. They're out here with the wisdom. They're trying to pass it on. These could be teachers. These could be the people who know, uh, the people who know and teach those who don't know. And then you have the 10% who run. And then you have the 85% who are the deaf, dumb, and blind. I mean, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, shout out to the 5%. All right, uh, shout, out to, uh, shout out to the 5% nation. But yeah, I mean, I, it makes complete sense. And so when you see where the sheeple are, you have a lot of people, and we're going to talk about this, that 85% of people are really not thriving to be anything. Or they're going to make excuses like the lady that I did in the intro clip. Oh, well, you know, with the stresses of this and that, it means the diets don't work the same, right? So those are definitely like um, a lot of people. They believe everything the media is going to tell them, and then they do everything that the world tells them to do. And then when they don't get but they don't get what they want out of the world. They complain. And then the world has to what? Come and wipe their butt. All right. They got to come flush their toilet for them. And it's kind of like, wow. You know, it's the same thing with student loans. Guys, I, I was steep into student loan debt myself. We'll go over that. Um, but eventually I will find a way to work that off. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, I made a mistake. I got caught. I got caught up. Same thing as people in the housing foreclosure in 2008. They blame predatory lending, right? 
but you signed the deal, right? Again, this is what slavery will be your only choice. You signed the deal knowing damn well it was too much house. You signed the deal knowing damn well that the adjustable rate mortgage was going to adjust. You signed the deal by not paying down points because your credit was bad. You had no business getting in the homes. See, this is what we're talking about. You had no business getting into uh, uh, situations like that. But again, you, you, you make a choice and then you get penalized for the choice, right? And then slavery is, is the ultimate choice. You end up having to work what? Indentured servitude. You, you have to work seven years to erase the seven years of, of wreckage that you have, have made of your life. So that's an indentured servitude, a.k.a. slavery. All right. So anyway, <laughs> somebody wants me to do the disclaimers already, Sizzo? Is it getting that hardcore? I forget, man. I forget. <laughs> yeah. Niece, well, I'm going to say, yeah, thank you. Allegedly, there are some car dealerships that do prey on people with bad credit and they charge you high interest rates. Um, knowing that they're going to repo the car. They know they're going to repo the car. <laughs> Somebody says, bro, I stay telling people, these dummies, to buy down points. Buy down the points on your mortgages, man. It's, it's, it's that simple. Um, and it could cost you $1,000. Whatever the point is worth, buy it down. But no, people want to put it the least amount of money down. They want to try to swindle the system. No money down. Adjustable rate mortgage, interest only. And then you're going to get screwed. I mean, you're going to get Nikita close, Nikita uh, Koloff clothesline, Russian sickle. That's what you're going to get. And then thus, then slavery is going to be a, a, a choice. You buy these cars with horrible credit and you listen to the radio. Of course, they target all the hip hop stations. Oh, come on in. Bad credit. No problem. No credit. No problem. And then you go in there and you get your head torn off. <laughs> you get your ass handed to you. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? That's your fault. I mean, let's start giving people, uh, making people accountable for their decisions. And because we don't make people accountable for their decisions, uh, they take bailout programs that are that are just going to make them slaves. All right. The bailout program is not just going to be like, okay, no zero debt. Just start on over. No, it makes you an indenture servant on the back end. Rent rims and all this stuff. Let's get into the super chats. Shout out to Coach Junior. He says, What's up, Coach G? Shout out to Steven Crowder, the RP killer. I hope that's a positive RP killer. Uh, Steven Crowder, louder with Crowder. I haven't watched him in a while. Synopsis Jones. Coach, there's rumblings of 304s winning in the Manosphere, the UBI, for example. So before I came on, I, I heard Ramil. I can never get his last name right. Well, you know Ramil. We're just going to call him Ramil. Um, and I heard him talking about this. I'm going to touch a little bit on that. Um, and, uh, you know, his stance is, is – I understand his stance, but he, he's trying to say they're always going to have a bailout for women, right? That's, that's what he's saying. They're never going to be homeless. Winner's never going to come and all of this stuff. So they're not going to get the penalty – that a lot of men are wishing on women, especially in the black community, because there's a great division amongst men and women there by design. All right. So you're always hoping that they are going to somehow face face the music. And Ramil's argument is, no, they're always find a way. But 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 that I'll extend it from his argument. Then I'll add the they end up becoming slaves. All right. So although they won't be homeless, they they become slaves on the end. So that's why I differ slightly from his argument of they are going to win in the end. I say if in the short term, yes, he, he's absolutely right. In the short term, yes. But in the long term, 
you're going to see that this is just another, it's another, um, it's another, uh, basically it's another pathway into slavery. That's what I'll say. So, oh, here you go. Adonis Slick said it. It's sophisticated slavery. All right. So that, there you go. That's, that is the perfect way to say it. Since we're staying on topic, it's another pathway to slavery or it's just a sophisticated slavery. So you might think it's a win because you want to see straggle daggles out on the street broke with their braids falling out of their hair. Well, we know it's not going to be that. Anyone who has ever been hoping for that, I feel for you because that's never going to be the case. You'll see some like that. You'll see some selling tail out there, but you're never going to see all the black women or all the women in, in, in that have followed feminism out on their rear end like that. All they'll do is turn it into sophisticated slavery. So that is a perfect, perfect analogy. And thus, did they win? No, I don't think they won. It's just another way to further divide the, the, the community, which if you've been following me, if you've been following me, you good and damn well know the community done. When that article came out by 2053, community will have a zero net worth. UBI programs, WIC, welfare, these are all reasons why people have volunteered for indentured servitude, a.k.a. slavery, and that slavery was their only choice. Again, this follows the program. Can you post a live stream on Sunday on Patreon? Yes, I'm sorry, man. I am behind on that. So I'm doing a little bit of dental work today. Um, so I will not be on the evening live stream. So I will, I will post those today. All right. When I'm in my, with my gums all swollen up. All right. Where are we at here? Higher image status says, I told you to do zero median income by 2050. Oh man, I told you to do Biden. Zero median income. No, zero net worth. I think it was zero net worth by 2050. I love some of you guys here. Euro says you're programmed to see slavery as physical brutality. Uh, so you can't recognize the system of slavery that currently taking place. Dude, you, you guys are on it. That's what you guys think. And I think you, you guys, what happened was the, the peculiar institution of slavery as you were taught it, which probably didn't, it, not every plantation was like that. You know, I'm not making an excuse for it. Not every representation of a slave was like you would hear it depicted. Not everybody was beaten and whipped and chained there were some, there were definitely some, probably the majority, who knows, there were blacks that owned slaves, there were Native Americans that owned slaves. I mean, the story that you guys have in your head of the picture of slavery was just one part of slavery. There was been slavery, there's still physical labor slavery going on right now, by the way, and nobody's speaking on it. You guys are still going back to 18 and 55. All right. Um, but you guys have that picture of what slavery, and that's not, that's not the only way you can enslave a person. That's just one way. That's one way you can do it. I mean, even in that same time, there were slaves that never got beaten and whipped. They were house slaves. You know what I mean? So a certain class of people got that type of treatment. But then there were some people that participated as an employee. All it means is you don't have freedom to move, right? Itself. That's what slavery is. You can be a financial slave. You can be a indentured slave. You can be a physical slave. I mean, it is what it is. You can be a consumer slave. You can be a consumer slave. So the idea of this whole, you got to be whipped and uh, uh, chained and sitting in eating low off the hog and the innards of the hog and, 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 and picking cotton, that is not what slavery is. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, you can be a marriage slave. You can be slaved in a marriage. So it doesn't have to be this whole, oh, oh, oh I'm picking the cotton. <laughs> but that's a mindset. That's a mindset. Debt slave. You can be a debt slave, enslaved via debt. debt. So again, it's a choice. Anyway, Rolo's Pantene Hair Weave is in the building. One of the best names, channel names in here. Unchained Man, that's a guy that's not in slavery. Invest in Russian natural oil and oil uh, gas companies. I would think, stop, bring Brandon. Shout out to Gone With John. You could be a peace leave slave. M.H., thank you, sir. Ricky Webster, I love my coach and the entire coach gang. French, French toast, props do. We in the building. Couple of more here. VMAS said, Coach and the coach gang don't believe the head fake with the media. A new distraction. The real issue is getting the economy back going. Interesting times ahead. Stay strong, fellas. Seek first the kingdom. Yeah, you guys are worried about what's going on over here. That's going to affect everything else, but it's going to be used as the reason why the economy does what it does. Oh, well, you know, if Putin didn't do when the economy would have been well, we would have had it going well. But uh, he over here, we got to put all the money to defense. Guys, we were going, the toilet was flushing on this country. Unfortunately, I don't want it to do that. A lot of people want to see America destroyed. I don't. I, I think this is a fantastic opportunity. <laughs> you know people want to give up on the american dream and all that hey that's you okay go ahead all right because it's got the american dream is becoming way more difficult for americans but for some reason everybody else is clamoring they ass up in here to get here to do what the american dream and some of them are becoming slaves but some of them are killing it but americans you guys are so entitled you guys think everything should be handed to you. It's so ridiculous, man. Everything needs to be handed to you. And this is the mindset that we're going to change, the blue chip mindset. We're going to show you that being a blue chipper requires you to actually put in work. Or the window's going to close. Point of the show. Freddie Rodriguez says, shout out to CGA and the coach gang. Shout out to CGA and the coach gang. He says, uh, first time, long time. I love it. First time, long time. Best edutainment channel and best RP content on this side of the Milky Way. Yes. Thank you, sir. Um, a great point on that one. This is the this is um this is the best edutainment you can find here. We we mean to edutain. Feast and famine accidentally hit your 444. He says, thanks for the refund. Now gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> how you get money from me? And you paid me on the same day. How do you get fired from your, how do they say, how do you get fired on your day off? I got fired on my day off. Shout out to Genetic Freak says, good morning. Last one. My man, OMG Entertainer. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams and the Blue Chippers. My financial advice as a former financial coach is to create a budget. Remove dead weight people. Absolutely. Save money. Increase your credit score. Buy assets for financial freedom. Or remain a slave with the poor-minded. There's two choices. I, I agree with you. Shout out to you. Thanks for hitting those up. There's two choices you got to make. You, you can either do the work, do the work as uh, the work was intended to be done, as the American dream was sold to you, or the American nightmare for most of you. Or volunteer 
for the industrial complexes out here. All right, so let me do this. This is, uh, we got a thousand people in. Yes, do me a favor, hit the like button in the building. Hit the like button. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give you guys some motivation because I'm 46 years old, I believe. I stopped keeping track. Look at my chocolatey skin. A couple of flaws lately. Skin been breaking out. Look at my chocolatey skin, man. If I shaved this beard off, I'd look 35, as the women say. Oh, everybody thinks I'm 35. You know what I mean? I'll keep this beard because my beard, this is a good luck charm. This is where the wisdom lies. But I was once a young man. I was once a young man struggling and striving. And I was trying to find my way. I knew I did not want to be an employee the rest of my life. And I fought very hard to do so. So many of you guys know that I'm a coach. I'm going to try to, I brought props today. I bought props. So I'm going to show you some stuff here. The stuff that I'm going to show you is to show you that I have been constantly on the pursuit of greatness in my own mind for my own definition. For some people, you might not think this is great at all. All right. But in my 20s and 30s and 40s, the position I'm in today was because I was really aggressive in my 20s and 30s, not to fool around and trick off my time with these 304s and straggle daggles. I basically said, these group of women I will never date because they don't have the mindset that I wanted. And I typically dated only people that had the like mindset. And I married someone that had the like mindset. Unfortunately, they fell into the marriage will. And they're they're in the place that they are in because they chose to be there. All right. They chose to not follow, hitch their wagon to this star. All right. So let me show y'all something. Let me show you something. I'm going to show you the things that I've done to get to where I've gotten. You guys think I'm just a YouTube loser or something. Although YouTube has been betty, betty good to me. Uh, let's see here. I brought props. So the first prop, and one of these things are going to break, by the way. This right here is my degree. All right, right there. You see that? That is my bachelor's degree. Right there. See, I got a degree. I got a bachelor's degree. I got my education. All right. So I started off on the path of education is going to be my way out. I was one of my first family members, one of the first family members in my family to graduate, okay? To attend college, first of all, and then graduate from college. Although um, after me came a lot of young women that have gotten degrees and from great universities, by the way. Some of my sisters graduated from high-level um, private schools, uh, universities. So the blue-chip mindset has always been there. And then, and then... I went and got my master's degree, all right? I went and got my master's degree too. So as you can see, I got my master's degree as well. So I went the education route. Now, from that, the education helped me because without the degrees, I wouldn't have been able to do some of the other jobs that I got, all right? And so you guys know that I started then doing a basketball coaching career. There's my basketball, there's me right there looking like a $2 Tay Diggs, and that's me coaching basketball. That's me in a timeout at Utah State coaching one of my teams. All right, and so I did that for quite a long time into my, from my mid no, from my early 20s and whatnot. And so that path had led me into entrepreneurship. So uh, as you can see here, that's me. You can still look some of this stuff up. All right, you can still look other stuff up. All right, and so there I am there. There's a coaching job there. There's me coaching there. There's me there naming me a basketball coach there. There's me naming myself a basketball coach there in the newspaper. So for the most part, those are a lot of my early successes 
in doing that. And I'll show you something else right here. I'll show you something else. In my coaching career, I participated in two NCAA tournaments. All right. Two conference championships, two NCAA tournaments. So those are championship rings that came along from my basketball coaching career. There's my name right there. Is that you can see it? Adams. You can't see it too much, but it says Adams right there. Does it say Adams on this one? It says Adams on that one, too. All right. So uh, championship rings, although I have a lot of losses in my coaching career as well. <laughs> All right. So um, namely, I took a lot of coaching jobs um, as a head coach on rebuilding programs. And so when I when you rebuild programs, re rebuilding programs aren't easy, but uh, sometimes you get lucky and you become a champion, all right? So I kept these rings. NCAA tournaments, we have two NCAA tournament appearances in my on my resume. We played Colorado and Colorado State. Both got eliminated in the first round, but we were conference champions of our conference. All right, so what else? What else do we have? What else do we have? All right, more props. More props. <clears throat> this right here is my strength and conditioning certification. So I'm a strength and conditioning specialist. You see my name right there. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist. All right. And so what that means is, what that means is I took it upon myself to become great in an area in order to sit for this exam. It took me two times to pass it. I missed it by one point the first time. Um, in order to become great in a career as a fitness trainer, I went and I I got certified for it at the highest level, essentially. I took my degrees, my degrees, all right? I took all my degrees, and I got certified at the highest level. So I was always, always trying to pursue greatness. Even if I was in poverty, I went and sat for the test twice. So I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist, all right? What else? What else? What else, what else, what else? This is show and tell day. I don't want to break some of these. These are probably going to fall and break. Okay. What else? I actually have a license as a real estate salesperson. I can sell houses. You see that? State of California, real estate sales person. I can sell houses. Okay, so I went and I said, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to learn how to be a professional real estate person. <laughs> I'm not trying to flex. I'm trying to show you this motivation that I've always been on a path of not trying to become a slave. I've always been on a path. And I'm like, what can I do to better myself? Even when I was struggling financially, what can I do to better myself? I've also written books. I've also written books. Okay, in that time. And also, also, I don't know if you remember Model Mayhem. Before Instagram, there was Model Mayhem. And I said, I'm going to learn how to take pictures. And I'm going to learn how to take pictures of models. <laughs> and so I did it. I used to have models. These were so-called professional models. I used to have them come take fashion photos with me. Here's some more. 
This is how I know women so well. They used to pay me, come in, or I used to trade with them to take fashion photos. Let me see if I can show you some. Some of these girls are naked, by the way. So I can't show you some of these pictures. All right, here, I can show you these. Okay. Some of these photos I can't show you. This private stock. <laughs> A lot of long backs. And so during these times, I was always finding an angle. I was always finding an angle to try to stay on top. I never wanted to float to the bottom. I never wanted to be average. I never waited to make excuses. I always invested on myself. I always invested in myself. I was always like, okay, what can I do to stay on top? Even when I had another job, I had a nine to five, I was trying to explore other things. Now, is that the way to do it? Not everybody wants to do it that way. Everybody thinks if I have a job and I'm paid a salary, I'm always on company time. And I must do and think as the company thinks at all times. But I was always going, I need to position myself for the next thing. I need to wait and look for the next opportunity. I need to have certain things in place so that when that opportunity presents itself, I can combine it with um, preparation and I can get luck. This is how you get lucky. It's because you're already prepared for the luck when the opportunity presents itself. So I've been constantly on my grind. Now, sometimes these things didn't pay off. But many times the pursuit of that thing gave me the knowledge so that when the next opportunity came up, I could pursue it. And I was already ahead of people that already was just trying to get started. Let me give you an example. I'm going to give you an example. When YouTube started, okay, when YouTube started, when I started doing YouTube, I was so already prepared for what YouTube is as a platform because I had already done video editing. I had already done photography. I had already done videography. I had already done things like I was already making videos. I was in fitness making videos. I was already ready to do it. That by the time somebody said, sit in front of a camera and talk, I was already ready. The work ethic was already there. The skill was already there. And then all I needed was to take my experiences that I was going through with dating, women, marriage, divorce, et cetera. And it was already ready. It was already ready to go. Bang. And I was the work ethic was there to where one, some of you guys will make one video and then pass out. <sighs> You'll upload one video and you're like, damn, you'll take a break. You'll go jag off the prawn. You'll go, you'll go on Tinder and swipe. <laughs> okay. You already, you already capped out. All of your damn effort got put into making that one video. To where you can't keep up to me. I have what? Constant energy. This stuff to me is like, what? So I can go in. Just like this. Also, my personal speaking. I'm a professional, personal, uh, um, um, professional speaker. Public. I was speaking in public before I got to YouTube. I was already sitting, um, talking in front of teams. Here's another example. All right. There's the example right there. I was already talking in front of people for years. I was already doing interviews. You could probably find some interviews that I've done. Uh, somebody's breaking into my house. Let me go get the jammy real quick. Oh, it's a young man. 
Hi, young man. Are you in the right place? All right. He doesn't want to talk to me the morning here. So um, I was already pr prepared. I was already in Toastmasters. I was already preparing myself to be a speaker. So this is what we're talking about. Preparation meets opportunity equals luck. Preparation plus opportunity equals luck. I'm always staying ahead of the game. I'm always looking for the opportunity. I'm always preparing myself as I'm preparing myself. Okay. And this is what I want you guys to understand. This is where you have to be. So if you're a young guy and you're still trying to make it work, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? You need to always be ahead of the game. All right. And these are the type of things that I try to do what? Pass on to my kids to make them understand there's no excuses out here. This is why I tell you there's no excuses out here. When you're young, you're building yourself for this moment. Now, out of all of these things that I've done, the most financially, the, the biggest financial payoff has been YouTube. Okay, YouTube by far. Second was personal training. All right, close second was personal training. All right, third was college basketball. And then the rest of them, real estate could have been number one. I just didn't spend enough time doing it. I've had my license since 2005. I just didn't spend enough time doing it. Had I applied myself to it and was not distracted by the other things, I could have been probably better in real estate as all of them. But at the end of it, this is the blue chip mindset. This is what you pass on to your kids. Your kids, you guys have been told you're going to find one job, one career, and then you're going to be good. It's going to make you rich. And then you're going to be fine. You're going to be successful. Mm, nope. You're not. I'm telling you, you're not, it's not going to work out that way. You constantly have to be finding the opportunity, angling, sacrificing, risking. I moved cross country four times to chase, to chase all of these opportunities. Most of you guys ain't never left Philadelphia. Most of you guys ain't never left Detroit. I left and cross country moved four times, packed up big ass trucks, towed cars to take opportunities. Had I not done it, I would have been sitting in there going, how come these opportunities aren't happening for me? See, these are the things that I want you to realize. This is what men do, and this is what I'm trying to teach you. If the opportunity is not where you need to be, I'm sorry, if the opportunity is not where you are, you need to go find it. You need to go find it because it's not going to come fall into your lap. I'm sorry. If you do that, you are definitely going to be prepared for slavery. Do me a favor, like this video. I'm giving y'all some information here. And I sometimes come off as condescending. I sometimes come off as browbeating or that I don't care. But just look at what I've been through. None of it was given to me. Everything was earned. Everything was chased. Everything was pursued after. Everything was calculated. And everything was well thought out before it happened. And everything that I learned from one thing, I came and used it on the next thing. Okay? I never tried it. And, and tell, let me tell you something. Even with all of that, I still went homeless. But you guys got to understand, going homeless was a choice. This is why I tell people, when I tell people these stories, I never want you to feel sorry for me. I never say, poor me, I went homeless, my divorce pushed me into homelessness. No, it didn't. I chose to do it. I said, you know what? 
This is what I said. I said, if I don't do this, if I don't do this, I'll never get to where I want to be. I said, I got to do this. I got to go live in my car. I got to do it because if I don't, I won't get to the next step. This is basically going, I need to take two steps backwards, reset my life and go forward. Because I said, if I don't, and I want to hold on to the little bit that I've gotten over the last 20 years, that's all I'll have for the rest of my life. And so I had to make that decision. Along with that decision was changing the path of my life, losing dead weight, cutting people out of my life that weren't suit, uh, um, that weren't behind me, going forward, keeping only what I needed to keep, getting rid of everything else, and I did it. And it changed my life. Had I said, you know what? I don't want to lose this little condo. I don't want to lose this person. I don't want to lose it. It would have been a dumbest mistake in my life. I had to go homeless. I had to go move into my car. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been here. So anyway, somebody says life is tough by design. And I used to have a biology teacher used to tell me uh, just because there's a, uh, he says a design doesn't imply designer, but I disagree on some of that because he's trying to make a case that there's no God and he's using nature to say nature's the creator of this. But at the same time, if you want a life, a certain life, you got to design it. You got to design it. If you don't design it and you're waiting for other people to design it, you're going to be waiting. I also tell people, because people will always call me a shameless marketer. All right. I've also told people, if you're waiting, if you're waiting for people to market you, your ass will be waiting. If you're waiting for people to promote you, your ass will be waiting. If you're waiting for people to advertise you, you'll be waiting. You have to advertise yourself. You have to speak up for yourself. You have to tell people about yourself. You have to, you have to toot your own horn. You got to pat yourself on the back. You got to self high five. You got to cheerlead your own self before anybody else will cheerlead for you. And then when you teach people how you should be treated, they'll treat you that way. If you teach people you ain't ish and that they should promote you and that they should market you and they should wait to find you on YouTube, guess what's going to happen? Your ass will be waiting. Okay. And so in all my life, I've promoted myself. All right. Even in my coaching jobs, look at, look, look at this. I'll show you this one more time. All right. I'll show you this one more time. All right. That's me at Stony Brook here, division one assistant coach with very little basketball playing experience, by the way, I sat on the bench most of my life. All right. Um, and then I said, you know what? I'm not going to wait for them to promote me. I'm going to go take this job. And I moved cross country. I'm not going to wait for them to promote me. I took that job. Okay. Now, some people wait and 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 wait. And then they don't get the job and they say, what happened? They make excuses. I don't want you to make excuses in this life. I don't want you to choose slavery. Look, let me do this. I'm going to do super chats. And then we're going to go in to the four reasons why. The four reasons why. The four reasons why. Slavery will be your only choice. Okay, this to be the four reasons why slavery will be your only choice. Okay. By the way, this is, a, is this not an example of being a red pill guy? I mean, I basically forged my own path along the way. 
All right. All my life. I never settled. Even when I was somewhere and I one more, I'll get to this when slavery is going to be a choice. But you guys celebrate mediocrity like crazy. <laughs> he says, stop playing with my money. I'm a head out. You guys celebrate mediocrity. And that's I'm going to open up with that main point. Why slavery? Because you guys celebrate mediocrity. All right. Anytime I got to a certain spot, I never took time to celebrate being to that spot. I was always going, I want more. Want more. All right, so let me see here. Let me see if I got this screen going over here. Over here. Did I get genetic freak? I did. Shout out to OMG Entertainer. Feast or famine. Thank you for the money. Gotta get my bag and run. And guess what? <laughs> Congratulations on the refund. Mass man says, coach, how do you see today's mathematics? So we talked about the 5%, 5%, 10%. I know there's 10%, the top 10%, 10% elites make all the decisions. They make 80% of the money. Um, sure. Uh, I would say the there, there's the poor righteous teachers of the people here that might not have the wealth, but they have the smartness to have the wealth. What's going on? Who's who trying to come after me? You good? All right, man. We'll see you, man. Have a good day. All right. My son trying to catch up with me, man. He trying to break in on me. Um, but there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who um, are, are completely lost in life. They're lost. They, they don't know where to go. And they're waiting for millionaires to tell them the secret. You're waiting for millionaires to tell you the secret. And I've told you a plenty of times. People will come here. You're dusty. You're broke. Why am I listening to you? Because if I was a millionaire, I'd be charging you $2,500 an hour to tell you this information, right? You're getting it for free right now on the airways. You don't even have to invest. There's people sponsoring this show so you can get a little bit of this information. But the problem is many of you people, many people in general of the 85%, the 90% of the deaf, dumb, and blind, even when you get the information, you still fumble the bag. Even when you get the information, you can't even launch off and make the information work for you. To me, actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Prime example, when I was a fitness trainer, people would say, give me a meal plan. Give me a meal plan. Give me a meal plan. I give their ass a meal plan. Uh, eight months later, they still fat. And I say, did you use that meal plan? Nope. So I gave it to you for free. And you didn't use it. Now, if I charge you $1,000 for it, I bet you you go in line by line, line by line, okay? You be in there measuring your food. I could do the same thing. The same meal plan I make you pay a thousand for will be the same meal plan I gave you for free. But because I gave it for you for free, you didn't apply it. But you paid a thousand dollars for it, you start applying that shit. That's the difference between <laughs> that's the difference between why people are successful and why people fail because they're trying to get the information for free and they're waiting for successful people who are trying to get all the money to try to tell them how to get into their act, cut into their action. Mm. Why would I tell you how to cut into my action for free? Why would I tell you that? I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this now so you can get on. But when I get put on, I'm charging $2,500 per ticket for a three-day convention. And you're going to be like, this is too much. Well, it's too much because I'm on. And I figured out a pathway to get to it. All right, but not everybody, not everybody wants it for free. So that's the mathematics, 90% deaf, dumb, and blind. 
But the new Americans aren't going to be that, guys. There's new Americans coming in every day, real Americans. And they aren't playing games. They're kicking ass and taking names. They're taking your jobs that you refuse to work. Um, They're picking up the slack. They're working double and triple time. They don't know nothing about nine to five. They know nothing about nine to five work. They're like nine to five. What do you mean? Saturdays and Sundays off? Nope. What, what are you talking about? Sorry to go off on a tangent, but this is what we do here in the blue chip mindset. You guys think I'm going to work set Monday through Friday, take Saturday and Sunday off, and I'm, I'm going to have success. Nope. Not in the new America. You're not. I tell people all the time. I work on Sundays. You work on Sundays. Yes. I work on Sundays. What, why, what, huh? what kind of job you have that work on Sundays? People are lost. They're lost. They're like, what? Listen, there's a lot of people that work on Sunday. NBA referees, NBA players, the whole damn video crew, NFL players, NFL referees, the announcers, the advertisers, the corporate executives. There's a lot of people that work on Saturdays and Sundays. College basketball referees, just to give you a, a, an idea. And no, they don't start at 7 p.m. They start their day early in the morning, and they go to preparation, interviews. They go to t- uh, shooting practice, team huddle, film review. Then they step on the court, warm up for an hour and a half, tip off, post-game interview. The dudes in the concession stand, people selling popcorn, all kind of people work every day. Yeah, somebody says, I work Sunday, not Saturday. Saturday is my day off. Saturday, I try to take a day off. I try not to do anything, but it never works. I'm always kind of doing something. But I do six days for sure, full days, all right? And no, not just YouTube stuff. I'm doing, like like I showed you and demonstrated, if you think I'm just sitting back doing YouTube stuff and nothing else, you're out of your mind. I'm always doing something else. What's the next step? All right. I'm not resting on my laurels. All right. So a lot of people think they're just going to punch in, punch out, kick back and celebrate, celebrate mediocrity. We're going to go over that. Um, uh, My garage had a garage issue on Sunday or Saturday. I can't remember what day. And sure enough, the garage guy came out. The garage guy came out. As soon as I said, I got a Porsche 911 sitting out in the street. They, he was like, oh, I better be there. And he stopped. I think he had a date. He was dressed for a date and he came and fixed my garage. You see what I'm saying, guys? Guys, get it out of your mind. Get this 40-hour work week out of your mind. I don't want you to be slaves to your jobs. But if you don't want to be a slave coming up here in the next couple of years, you better be on your shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You better be on your shit. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. If you're going to be a sheeple and you want sleep and rest and not to be pursuing anything and you want to shake your ass on the weekends, You go do that. You're going to be a slave. I mean, more than likely, 90% of you are just going to be a slave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you want to just cuddle up all day and sit up under somebody and sit on somebody's lap and fornicate all day, you're going to be a slave, bro. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I don't know what other way to put it. Well, you need rest and you need nine hours of sleep. Okay, you do it then. (laughs) Okay. Well, Elon Musk gets nine hours. He's Elon Musk. That's why. He didn't become Elon Musk with nine hours of sleep. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. Now he can get nine hours of sleep because he's Elon Musk. 
until you get to be Elon Musk, your ass better be up. Be up early, catch the worm, get some rest, go to bed early. It's tough, man. This is tough. Yeah, they'd be like, you need work-life balance and you're broke. You need work-life balance and, and inflation's up 8%. I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly confused as to why people are continuing to fight back on the feel good. You need to feel good and not be feeling stressed out. <laughs> anyway, oh man, it's tough. This is a tough message. Not everybody's going to agree, but you do you. If you're, if, you're, if you're insanely rich, then do what you want. Until then, you got to work, Jake. All right, let's play that. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing super chats. All right, but until then, this is you right here sitting in your car. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Yeah. And uh, one more thing. Gosh, I can't, I'm going to hold that thought. I got to do super chats and honor the brothers that have came in and contributed. Octavius M says the answer is not to defund the police. Fund them. Fund them, Joe Biden says. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> he says the community has been had again. Once again, hoodwinked and bamboozled. You historians about how the community has been hoodwinked. You guys love to go back and have history lessons in 19 and 20 in the Tuskegee Institution and then the uh, the the Welfare Acts and all that. You guys are good historians. Okay, call out the BS now. How did you get hoodwinked today? You guys are still getting hoodwinked and bamboozled. Still getting hoodwinked to this day. You guys voted that guy in and guess what? He's like, oh, forget it. Hey, whatever we got to get in, we got it now. And once they're in, it was a dumb idea to begin with. I don't think uh, you guys know Joe, Joe Biden's been a moderate liberal anyway. He didn't believe any of that stuff anyway, but he had he stayed quiet. He was like this. When they were saying defund the police, he was like. He just stayed quiet. Uh, Timothy Garnett, the community tower plays a man with 304s more than a man with drive and purpose. My coworkers think I'm stupid and lame for working seven days a week instead of chasing 304s on the weekend. Again, 85% the deaf, dumb, and blind. Go look at it. It's already been putting out. All right. The, 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 the 5% nation has been on that. That's how I look at people. Even if they look at me like that. Oh, you're stupid for doing all that. You ain't going to get rich. You ain't going to work out. Your business ain't going to work out. It ain't going to take off. And I'm telling you, I look back at the people 20 years ago in my life. They're still in the same spot. They ain't left the they ain't left their neighborhood at all. They still doing the same routine. Now, some people are comfortable with that. I'm not. I'm always trying to. <laughs> I'm always trying to do something and figure something out. But y'all sitting there, see, they, there's a phrase that they say that uh, people are born. And then they live until age 30 and they and they die. But they are physical, don't die. They physically don't die until age 80. But they're dead for a good 50 years. You're dead on the inside. Don Papo, shout out to you. He says, I've been missing some of your streams while working on my streams of income. Thank you for all the motivation and your blue chip mindset streams. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. 
Congratulations on you. I love to see the hustle. Yep, they still got the same phone number, <laughs> same neighborhood. Man, I'm going to tell you something. If somebody called me on a phone number that they had 10 years ago, they would not get no call. It would be like, boo doo doo. I don't even remember phone numbers that I had. I don't even remember addresses that I've had. I moved all over the country. I'm like, what address? I'm like, what address did I live in Louisiana? I have no idea. I have no idea. I've sold homes and don't remember the addresses to them. I'm like, what? I don't even, I don't remember stuff like that. You know why? I go on to the next thing. <laughs> right. Adrian Paul TV, think and discern for yourself. Can I get a Kaylee? Uh, people don't think for themselves. You know, it's that thing. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, man. <laughs> Trini Baller, regardless of what we do, we are all slaves to the U.S. fiat economy or currency. The rich trade imaginary wealth currency for real wealth, land, and real estate, etc. Bill Gates is the largest owner of agricultural land. And that's using what, right? That's the idea of using the bank's money to create your own wealth. And we kind of talked about that. We're not going to talk about it today. But they do use, you know, they use um, futures and forecasting and commodities and all of these things. They use things that can generate wealth and they use somebody else's money to get and attain real, uh, real, real wealth, right? Or real tangible things. All right, shout out to you for that one. Three and three, I've always, he says, I've always went my own way and did my own thinking. Make, it makes for a strange life. It has a reason and a rhyme. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it. You know, this whole going your way idea, when I heard it, I was like, that's it. This is why people were like, why you didn't go to PUA way? And I was like, because women ain't the answer. As you can see, women have never really been the answer, but I've always worked with women. Remember, I always told you, if you want to get rich, sell something to women. All right. Always be involved with women. But I was like, dating women has never been my problem. Romancing them, picking up numbers and talking to that's never been my problem. But to go your way, go your own way. I was like, that's it. I've always gone my own way. That's why I connected with you. All right. Some people, some men have problems with women. But what you really have a problem with is you. See, that's what that's what the PUAs won't make you realize. They're not trying to rehab that. They're trying to sell you how to take shortcuts with women. No, you know what you have a problem with yourself. That's why you can't get women. <laughs> okay, you can't get women because you lack something about yourself, and they can see it. Women can see a whole hole in your soul. You guys don't know that, right? Go watch The Devil's Advocate. I've often believed that uh, women have a sixth sense. Like dogs have a sense, their sense is heightened, their smell sense is heightened because they have no touch sensation sense. They, they don't have any fine motor skills. So as a result, they can't pick things up, but they can smell things and their smell sense is heightened. As a result, the soul sense is heightened in women. They're soulless, but they don't have... <laughs> But because they don't have a soul, they can smell if you don't have one either. <laughs> Look at this sucker. I can't get nothing off of them. <laughs> yeah. 
they got a spidey sense. They spidey tingles come up when a worthless male comes up that they can't be parasitic on. They're like, I can't get nothing from this guy. And they run. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies. You know why? Because women are trying to survive. As much as you guys hate it, shout out to Eric M. Shout out to you on the PayPal. He says we got to be our own franchise player. Maybe look up the definition. Yes, you are your own franchise player. You are your own MVP. But when it comes to women, they're trying to survive, gentlemen. You know why? Because they're not built to survive. If it got cold, they don't have enough body. Well, some of them do got enough body fat. But they don't have enough strength to build a house on top of each other. You know what I mean? To get all of them together. Let's build a house, ladies. They're not going to do that. They ain't doing that. They'll just find somebody else to do it. So in the sense, they have to find out if you a sucker or not. And when you a sucker and you ain't built like a Chad, they dispose of you. They, you're invisible to them. That's all it is. Shout out to Brown310. He says, the sovereign individual is a must-read coach gang. Free yourself from the government, the slave master control. The audiobook is free on YouTube. So there you guys go right there. There's another free resource that you won't look up because it's free. Mike Davis says, Shotlanta with the tuition. Mike 01 Davis coming from Shotlanta. Montrell Taylor says, damn, coach got more degrees than a thermometer. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. All of my degrees says science on the end of them. So they're not, they're not janky. I have no bachelors of arts. <laughs> All of them are bachelors of science, masters of science. All right. But uh, I'm educated, bruh. Like I have angles covered. This is why, you know, if YouTube don't go my way, I'm like, okay. Right. I'm like, this is that's cold. But hey, I got other places to fall. I got other places to fall. I'll just go back and build up another clientele list. Go make six figures training. I did it before. I'll do it again. All right. Not that I want to, but I could. Oh, I'll just go work in a real estate office, take a salary for up front and then eventually work on commission. I'll be good. All right. Shout out to Don Papo, man. He says some of us are still sophisticated slaves picking cotton. The U.S. is made of 70%, 75% cotton. Yeah, hey, let me tell you something. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> let me do a couple more, and I'm going to get back to that. As a maintenance man, this is Moron. As a maintenance man, I got a realtor's license just so I can open the key box and do repairs while the realtor, without the realtors there, turn into a remodel business quick. See, that's an angle. That's an angle. That's that's him thinking forward. And now all of a sudden, wow, he learned, he used that, learned, and it came, became another business. You guys got to look at that. That's how certifications work. You know, I've often thought of doing YouTube uh, real estate videos, and I can do them because I have I can open up any house in Newport Beach. So that, that's what people don't understand. Like, I can literally do this swing and go, I'm going to look at every house on the market, video it, go through it, up and down. Every house, I can open up $10 million houses. I have the ability to do that. I can go make a 10-minute video in a garage with Lamborghinis in it right now. <laughs> because I have a real estate license. I'm part of the Realist Realtor Association. I have keys. I have a lockbox key to every house that's on the market. 
So this is what you guys got to think about. So Moron took that and he transitioned that into something into something else. All right. You can open up house without the realtor to be there. I can bring a Kaylee in and I can do, I can act like, uh, what's that dude? He did the little videos in the garage with the Lamborghinis and the books. Yeah, I can do the same thing. Uh, last one, the black blur. So how many of those models gave up the front booty in that book? Um, I didn't go. You know what's funny about the modeling industry? Yeah, Tay, Ty Lopez, Ty Lopez. You know what's funny about the um, modeling industry? is that some of the most beautiful models are not attractive right away. And some of the suckiest models are attractive. So there are, is sex to be had in that industry, but you're going to ruin your reputation. So I, I, I never, I rarely ever mixed business with pleasure. I was very conscious of that. Listen, I've worked around women for 15 years, traveled with them. I was almost exclusively the only male and I never had sex with any of my players. I never tried to move in on them. I never tried none. Now, other teams, players, no, I mean, I mean, other sports athletes, you know what I mean? Like I didn't mess with my players, but the tennis team and the track team, they were on, that was fair game. <laughs> All right. The volleyball team was open season. All right. So I never mixed business with pleasure. And a lot of people can't do that. I was almost always intentionally going, okay, this is business. I can separate it. I can separate business and pleasure. A lot of people couldn't do that. Even if your mind goes there, you got to be like, I've had three female roommates. I didn't sleep with any of them, nor did I try to sleep. They tried to sleep with me. One for sure tried to sleep with me. The other ones, one definitely did not try to sleep with me. One, one did try to for sure. And one, you could say questionable. Towards the end, when she knew she was moving out, she kind of was like, eh, let me see what, and I was like, nah. So I separate business with pleasure very, very well. I never eat where I shit, shit where I eat. I never shit where I eat. I never slept with any of those. So I could do that because I want the money to be right. And I know where to get women when I need them. Now, every now and then <laughs> in the modeling industry, somebody's going to offer you something. And some of them were escorts. It's it's a weird industry. Let me tell you something. I know why those guys get in trouble in the modeling industry, by the way, because it's a weird industry. Those girls offer themselves to the guys for stuff, and then they come back later and say they were taken advantage of. It's weird. It's a weird industry. And, and a lot of those girls are weirdos. All right, those girls are weirdos. A lot of them aren't. The elevator don't go all the way up the, to the to the top floor. Like they always quirky. They're always was weird. I found that they were weird. All right. They could take good pictures, but they're weirdos. All right. Anybody that's been around them, you know what I'm talking about. All right. So let's get into this. Now that we're here, I'm going to put this up so we can separate this. So with, for, for people to come in to the show before the timestamps are up, we're going to put this up, this banner of why you will choose slavery, why people will choose slavery. All right. Hopefully everybody is here. Uh, still, I'll put this up. I'll scroll that banner. Did it go up? Oh, there it is right there. Uh, white people will choose slavery. And here's why. 
Point number one, you guys don't understand that this is a class warfare. Everything in this country is based on resources and economics. If you don't have resources and economics, you asked out. If you're not using your resources to your best of ability, even if you have a million dollars, you can go broke. Um, this is a class warfare. Everything breaks down to class. Now, there are subgroups of, of prejudice. Then you can put in race and gender and et cetera, right? But there's really no barrier or entry. Only your mind is your barrier. So if you're waiting for something to happen because you should be rewarded because of past indiscretions, you're going to lose in this country. It's not ever going to work out for you. It's a wasted conversation. You need to get on your grind. Find your lane. Use what's best, your God-given ability to your best advantage. Forget about the rest. Forget about the rest. It's a wasted opportunity. You guys are wasting your time. All right. But what I also see is point number one is that slaves are really all too ready to celebrate mediocrity. So the same people that are saying that they have things in front of them that are preventing them from being successful. Anytime you get a raise, anytime you get a little bit of success, there's times where you don't have success. You're out there celebrating on Friday night, Saturday night, sometimes Thursday night, and sometimes Sunday. You're celebrating, you're fornicating. You seem to have time for that. You seem to have opportunities to go shake your ass at the nightclub or shake your ass somewhere in front of TikTok. You seem to have all this time to do that. And be celebrating. You seem to be doing a stanky leg. You seem to be coming up with new challenges. You seem to have all of this time to do all that. But you don't have time to get in shape. You don't have time to get your life right. You don't have time. You're not willing to sacrifice the, the poor-minded people in your circle. Get rid of them. Move from them. And make an opportunity for yourself. Set yourself back two steps to go for. You're not willing to do that. But you're willing to go celebrate mediocrity. I don't understand it. There's, I can count on my hand the many times that I've been out and shook my ass the last 10 years. I can count on one hand that I've taken time to go, okay, I'll go out. <laughs> it ain't that many times. In, in the last 10 years, it's not that many times. It might have been, if it's five, I'll be shocked. I don't sit around at the bar late at night because I know the opportunity cost. I know what the opportunity cost that I'm losing there. I'm going to go. All right, now I'm staying up later than I want to. There's really nothing that happens that goes on. What did you get as a result? What am I going to get out of this as a result? What am I celebrating? What am I putting myself in position for negatively? What are the consequences? And what's going to happen tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm not going to feel good. Tomorrow, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to want to work. I'm going to wake up late. I might be waking up in bed with a mastodon or a woman that I don't want to be with. She might get angry at me. That's happened a couple of times where she thought I should be cuddling up with her, but I went to go sleep on the couch or sit up on the couch. And she's like, what is this? And I was like, why did I even bring her home? What are the costs of staying out late? See, there's plenty of guys that say, well, you could go meet girls and talk to them and all that stuff. I could talk to girls all day long. There's a lot of introverts that don't go out at all. People underestimate that. Not all the women are out shaking their ass. There's a lot of introverted, quirky, artsy women that don't go out that sit online and do whatever they want. There's a lot of those. There's probably more of those than there are shaking your ass out type women. Josie's, women out getting drunk. So you can go find women. You can go talk to women. You ain't got to go to a bar to go talk, go talk to them. So there, there's a bigger cost that you're actually going out there and you have to ask yourself, well, what are you celebrating? What, what did you accomplish this week 
that afforded you the opportunity to blow 200 bucks this weekend. You blew 200 bucks and don't tell me you didn't. You did. All right. You blew 200 bucks and that's 200 bucks that you probably didn't have. But you're out there doing it. Why are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? Okay. You got to ask yourself that. And who are the group of people that you're celebrating with? Odds are you're not in a VIP. You're probably with all the knuckle draggers and the clock punchers out there shaking your ass and enjoying the music. Fine. Most of these people aren't going to be where you want to be in life. And at the tail end of it, a lot of people are just going to make excuses. And you'll continue your participation in the wage slave program. Okay. And it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. People will say, you're going to miss out. Now, how many times have you missed out by not going out? How many times have you missed out on something other than a fight, a stabbing, a shooting, the nymphomaniac at the bar that you could have been the one that got the batters up? How many times did you miss something by not going out? I'm going to just wait here. Hold on for a second. Most of the time, you missed nothing. You ne- I guarantee you, you missed nothing. You could have just stayed in and saved 200 bucks. Save the parking fee, save the club entry fee, save the two drink fee to two drink minimum, save your Gucci belt fee, save your, your Gators and your Stacey Adams fee. All right. Save your dress up fee and your cologne fee. You could have just stayed at home. Most of the time after 1030 p.m., there's nothing but drunkards and drama starters out there. Most likely you might get beat up or stabbed before you get some peace leave. But you celebrate mediocrity. And a lot of the same people that say that there's a struggle, they're struggling in the world, are often the same people. Every Monday, I'm sorry, every Friday and Saturday, they got to go shake their ass. I'm floored and flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted by the mindset of people like that. Now, I'm going to go to the next point. Do you think slavery has ended? Somebody brought a great point on this one. It has changed from physical slavery into more indentured servitude. And then also somebody brought up a great point that there are people coming into this country that that are pursuing a dream that they believe in that you've already given up on. Okay, and there's a lot of people here doing the jobs that you could have done, but you think you're too good to do them. I'm too good to do that. I should have a free education. I should you know, there's people that said education should be free. I already told you why education is not free because they're not dumb. All right. They know you're not going to apply anything if it were for free. They know the mindset of America's. And so what do they do? They basically disguise slavery, the peculiar institution, chattel slavery. They disguise it and they make it another form. Just like if they cancel student loan debt, they find a way to get you back into another debt. Don't think they're just going to say, hey, you guys have no debt. You're free to go. No, they'll find a way to drag you into another type of debt. And then they'll further make it, they'll just make it another, they'll just call it another name. So they ended slavery here in our country, but they now ramped up on mass incarceration. How did they do that? Well, they gave people opportunities to shoot themselves in the foot. Unfairly, it was designed that way. I hate that it's designed that way. But now if you look at the prison numbers, there's overwhelming more descendants of slaves, so-called descendants of slaves that are in prison volunteering for imprisonment, volunteering for slavery, forced into slavery, than there were probably that were real slaves in our country. Just, it's, it's mind-boggling. So they entrap you. You're looking for the shortcut. You're looking to get a quick lick. 
and then you get rounded up. Or you look in the um, shoulder skirts that you're a little bit of a dangerous guy, that you sell drugs because the girls are out here going, I don't want a nine-to-five guy. I want a drug dealer or a scammer. You do it. You get locked up. And now you're sitting in jail, volunteering yourself for slavery. So slavery is a choice. What about the guys that are doing the UBI handout? Shout out to Ramil, who was covering this earlier today. So watch this. Universal basic income. There's universal basic income programs in every state in our uh, country right now. As you can see here, there's a list starting in Alaska in which people can get payments of uh, $1,000, uh, $1,114. Uh, you can get $1,800 every three months for two years. And these are all pilot programs started by social scientists to see how, how many people will volunteer themselves for slavery. Here's a participation. These are limited participations now, but these will be programs that will be permanent. $500 a month for a year, $1,000 a month for one year in Los Angeles, Marion County, $1,000 a month for two years, 425 low-income women, women with at least one child. New York has a program. Here it is all in California, uh, all over the country. They're starting these programs. Now, what you guys don't know, is that if you volunteer for these programs, you're volunteer to be a slave. I mean, this is what you're. This is what they're doing, and they're printing out. They're 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 putting these programs out that you think is a good deal. Okay, I'll sign up, and then you're further entrapping yourself into a system where you'll never get out of it. You'll never wriggle out of it. Not only that, they've got you by the balls. You'll they'll cut the program off, and then people will say we need to bring it back. This is unfair. It's racist. It's whatever. Okay, they did that with the child tax credit. They gave you, uh, what was it, $250 a month per child, and then they cut it off. What did people do? We need it. Don't cut it off. I need that free money. But what happens is people, uh, they, they, they take that money and they use it as their budget. Instead of taking that money and investing in something that's going to get them out of it, they basically say, oh, I have to work less now. Or I don't need a job now. This is how you get into slavery. This is how you get into, um, what do you call it? This is how you get into um, indenture servitude. This is how you get into socialism, if you will. So we have what we call socialist programs going on right now. And people are still wanting what? They're still wanting, um, they're still, these same people are taking the money and they still want reparations and they still want student loan debt to be canceled and they still want free education and they still want, this is how you volunteer for slavery. Because the government's all too willing to do this. Check this out. The government's all too willing to do this. Why? Because they need slaves. <laughs> I mean, listen, this country has always needed slaves. This country has been built off the backs of free work, free labor. And it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. You think it has changed? This country has been built off the backs of free work or lightly paid work. There's immigrants coming over now. You think, so, oh, somebody said cotton has gone nowhere. 75% of this country is cotton. Who's picking cotton right now? Let me ask you guys this. Who's picking cotton right now? Who's picking fruit? I know ninjas are not picking fruit. I know people that are on UBI welfare and WIC aren't picking fruit. And EBT, who's picking fruit? 
Who's picking cotton? Because people are picking it. People got machines picking it. And who else? Immigrants. <laughs> There's immigrants. Prisoners. They go out there. Who's cleaning the side of the freeway? Prisoners. Chain gang. John Deere harvesters. They got the machines picking them. But there's also immigrants coming over picking them. All right. And people that are in prison picking them. So it's still going on. Matter of fact, it goes on, but they built the interstate so that you can't see it. All right. You're like, I don't see that happening. You're on the interstate. Go on the backside of Ventura County into Oxnard. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. You get off the interstate, you get off the one-on-one, and you go on the back roads of Oxnard and Ventura. Guess what you're going to see? People picking strawberries. <laughs> and you're going to be like, wow, that looks like the pictures of slavery in the book. That, that looks exactly like what slavery looked like, but you ain't going to see it right out there in the, in the open. All right, so it's still going on. This idea, go to in the back roads of Mississippi between Meridian and, um, and Jackson. You're going to see people picking cotton. I swear to God, you'll see them picking it. I drove there one time and I was like, people are still picking cotton? Yes, they are. So well, you, don't, you don't understand it. It's still going on, but you won't see it off the interstate. So you think it's not happening. It's happening. You'll see the prison chain gangs and somewhere in the deltas in Mississippi, you'll see them. So this is why people continue to participate in these systems. And most of the time now they make it by choice. They make it by choice and they make it, they, they make the, the, right now there's jobs markets. They're trying to compete for you to volunteer yourself for these services, right? They'll tell you, you get a minimum wage. Now you'll get benefits and they make it seem attractive. And then some people say, well, I have no other choice because I'm not willing to sacrifice risk, prepare myself for any other choice. So I need somebody to tell me what to do every day. What is that called? What is that called? That is called slavery. If I go somewhere. <laughs> if I go somewhere. And I, and I sign up for them, even if they pay me to do it. I sign up for them. And every time I go there, Plantation Corporation, I go there. They give me a list of things to do. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. See, y'all want to think I'd be out here thinking you're in the sun picking stuff. He said it's called marriage. They give me a list of things to do. These are your job requirements. And then every 15 minutes, you got to say, oh, can I get a break? No, nah, you can't get a break. Well, I came in early. Can I take my lunch break? Yes, you can take your lunch break. No, you can't take your lunch break. And then when you come back, you need to come back here. Do not clock out early. You waiting for five o'clock. They give you a list of things to do. You do this. You do that. And then if they find out you're looking at another plantation to jump to, they can fire your ass. What are you looking at another job? How dare you? You don't like the job you have? What does that sound like? <laughs> that doesn't sound like freedom to me. Now, it's a job. It's an honest day's work. So I'm not taking away from people who do that. However, if you wanted to get to another level of freedom, you have to go outside of that structure. If you ever wanted to be rich, you'll probably have to go outside of that structure to do that. Okay, you're not going to get rich. They're not going to make you rich. That's why they call them jobs just over broke, J-O-B. It's just a step up from Slavery.
but it's going to be a choice and they're going to make it look attractive. You can wear this. They tell you what to wear. Wear this type of go to go to go to a banana republic, go to the gap, get two shades of khakis, get this button up collar, wear this uniform. Okay. Now the ways you get out of that is going to be number 2. Why do people choose slavery? Number 2, they're willing to trade time for money. This is a concept that most people do. They trade time for money. Now, some people say, well, what do you, how, how else do you make money? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this is a lesson for you guys, because I really had these questions too in my life. But as you can see, look at some of the background I've had. Most of them were trading time for money. So you might say, I make X amount of dollars per hour. Or my rate is this for this exchange of time. All right, my rate is $150 for an hour and a half session. Okay, or I suck salami for a stack, right? right. So people will say, I can't do this. I don't have enough money to start something like that. So in this time, I'll trade time for money. And what people will do is substitute time and their lack of money. And they'll think it's a fair exchange. <laughs> And I've been trying to make the point in the meat argument and the tricking argument that men will trade time in pursuit of women in the absence of money. And they will guilt the men who trade money for women, access to women. They'll guilt those guys. You're dealing with gold diggers, uh, mar marriage. You're tricking on prostitutes because that man is willing to take money and then trade it off to access to women instead of putting time in. Why does he do that? He does that because he realized time is his most valuable resource. And so substituting time and money is worse to him. He, it doesn't make sense. He's going, wait a minute. Why would I put all this time in and get to the same result when I could just use the money and get to the same result? That's the same thing as a person that doesn't trade time for money and he becomes wealthy. People become wealthy, get paid to do one thing, and they get paid to produce. Now, many people aren't producers here. You're consumers. I'm giving you too much here. He said, coach doesn't realize he's our slave. <laughs> I'm a slave to the coach gang. I am a slave for you guys. But you guys pay me uh, some shekels here. But most people are consumers, not producers. See, some people get paid on the results of their work. And that result and that pay could be infinite. There's no set time. There's no set mark. There's no $15 an hour. I get paid to produce. I get paid to produce. I don't get paid per hour. Somebody might say, what do you make an hour? I don't know. I don't know what I make an hour. One day. I can make X amount of dollars per stream. The next day I can make X amount of dollars per stream. Who knows? Now I work infinite. I'm sorry. Time is not infinite. I know I have a certain time so I can do a lot. I can work 10, 15 hours and it could be 25 cent an hour. I don't know, but I get paid to produce. I produce content. I produce content that people find worthy and they support. They pay. I'm your slave. So in essence, I'm a, I get paid for production. I don't get paid 
in, in exchange for time. And then when I take my ass to sleep, money still comes in. And what do I do with that money? I invest it. And then that make that passive income. Also, let me show you this. It took me X amount of time to make a book. Let me just get it. It took me X amount of time to make a book. But once I got done making that book, then residually I got I get paid for production. So after a certain amount of time, I got paid equally for the work that I put in. But years later, I got paid in excess of that by putting that time in. That's paid for production. Royalties, residual, passive income, production. That's how you get wealthy. That's how you get yourself out of a certain level of slavery. Now, if my dumb ass can figure that out, you can figure that out too. Trust me. But many times you don't want to do it. Or many times you will talk yourself out of doing it. You'll be like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's too much time. Oh, it takes six months to write a book. It takes, it, it takes money to uh, invest in households, invest in the market. I can't do it. So what I'll do is I'll keep trading time for money. But what you don't realize is you only have a certain amount of time per day. Once you run out of time, you now ran out of opportunities to earn money. You ran out. You only have 24 hours in a day. I have the same 24 hours. Once you run out of time, there's no more time to be made. And you've already spent the time from the previous day. So you can't make any more money from yesterday's time. It's done. It's today now. Now you have new time, but many times people are exhausted. You're exhausted if you keep doing this. You're going to run yourself ragged. All right, the next reason, and there's two more reasons that we'll do the Super Chats. Okay. Is that you have a high moral compass. You have a high moral compass. We talked about this. If morality is what you rest on, you're going to be poor. If your selling point is going to be morality, I'm sorry, in this country, capitalism was not designed around a moral compass. If you're going to say, well, I'm a good person, if you're going to do the equivalent of I'm a good man, workers edition, I have a good, honest job and I come back and I drop my paycheck off. I work nine to five and take Saturdays and Sundays off for my family and my wife happy. She's happy. She gets to shop and you're the good man slash work edition. Work condition. You're such a good man. Oh, you're doing it right. You're not like these shady people out here taking people's money. You're not like these shady people out here, these entrepreneurs. You're the good man. You're the good boy work edition. See, you're worried about getting pats on the back. You're worried about getting church hugs. And, you know, when a woman circles your back, the church hugs or pats you in the back. You're worried about society going. Oh, man, he's so good. He's following the plan. He's not coloring outside the lines. And he's doing this honest day's work, and he drops it off to his wife, and he stays home. He watches his own kids, and his wife goes out and shakes his ass, shakes her ass, and spends money. He's such a good man. See, if you are operating in this world like that, you're a socialist, and you should be treated as such. And you will get treated as such. 
but you'll never be what you need to be. Sometimes you got to piss people off. <laughs> you got to piss people off. If you're not pissing anyone off doing what you're doing, you probably ain't making no money. If people aren't angry with you <laughs> at the end of the day, you're not probably making no money. If people don't think you're just a greedy, selfish bastard. <laughs> if people think you got enough money, why don't you stop making money? You're in the wrong profession. You got to be greedy out here. I'm sorry. If you're thinking money is the root to all evil and you and everybody should be happy in the workplace, y'all, you. <laughs> Morality and high moral compass is a sign of weakness. Do we need morality in certain extents? Yes, we do need people to not just be evil. But you got to live on the dark side. When you live this way, when you pursue something outside of the comfort of the norms of what we would call slavery, the slave mindset or the deaf, dumb and blind, people are going to think you're strange. They're going to think you're strange. They're going to think you're greedy. They're going to call you all kinds of names. They're going to separate themselves from you. Your friends and family will run from you. They're going to be like, what the hell is all this? This is just terrible. He's out here trolling people on the internet. He's not, but I'm educating people. They don't see that. He's out here saying mean things, and he's getting paid for it. Haven't you learned? People who play it safe. I see people do it all the time. Well, I'll make a YouTube video. And they play it safe the whole damn time. They, I'm not going to piss nobody off. <laughs> I'm pissing nobody off. All right, here's my YouTube video. And you just do a tightrope the whole time. I'm like, nobody going to watch that shit. Nobody's going to watch it. Nobody's going to watch you tightrope. Most people watch people do what? Extreme. They go, their, their message is extreme. That's what they're going to watch. They're going to watch somebody with an extreme message. They ain't going to watch you tightrope. All right, everybody, uh, wake up at 6 a.m., believe in yourself. <laughs> uh, go out there and do, do what you need to do. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, power to the people. Nobody's going to watch that. So you got to be somehow... Extreme opinion on one side, extreme opinion on one side, on the other side, or extreme lifestyle on one side or extreme poverty on the other side. People will watch you live out of a van. They're not going to watch you live out of a two-bedroom apartment. Nobody's going to do that. Oh, he's living out of a van? I want to watch. She's living out of a van? I want to watch. He's traveling 18 times a year? I want to watch that. He's cursing people out? I want to watch that. Nobody's going to watch you sit in the middle of the damn uh, traffic. Sitting in the sitting in the uh, commute. Hey, here, here, right? Here's my commute to work. Nobody's gonna watch that. Same thing is you're not gonna get wealthy off of anything that is right there in the middle where you say, "I don't want to piss them off. I don't want to piss them off. I don't want to piss them off. I just want to be. I just want to be the good worker. I don't want to piss off my family. I don't want to piss off my brother. I don't want to piss off my cousins. I don't want to piss off the employees here that I work for. I don't want to piss off the boss. You're worried about what everybody else thinks of you. Let me tell you something. 
that is not going to be anywhere giving you towards anything wealthy, anything rich, anything comfortable. That's going to get you into uncomfortable situations. I'm just letting you know. Same thing as the moral compass. Um, you need more than one income in this world now. So when I tell you that, the first thing a blue pill person will say is, well, I'll find a wife. I'll find a wife and I'll add a woman who has her own income and that solves the problem. That's what a safe, high moral compass person will think. Well, I don't have time for two jobs, so I'll work one job or I don't have that. Uh, the the aspirations for two jobs or to create passive income or to turn knowledge into production what i'll do is i'll just find a wife she, I'll, I'll find her money she has a career so i could focus on my career and i'll have a nice family two kids a, a gated community and whatnot if you do that today you guys will be broke in no time flat both of you guys are going to be broke because the sacrifice you're making is um, you both are going to be debt work wage slaves and your kids, you're sacrificing your kids. And then it's going to end in the divorce because financial uh, reasons is the number one reason why people get divorced, meaning they both had a job and they still couldn't make it work because the stress and the strain of it, the pull and the tug of it was too difficult to manage. So they solved the problem. They made more than one income, but you had um, two people pulled in separate directions and you sacrificed your own family doing the good thing. Those days are over when you can just have one income. It's over. Or, or, or one more thing. It's also over that, um, that you could just rest on that because of inflation. It's over. I'll show a video to you. I'll show a video. Because people are trying to say I got this from someone else. Um, let me show a video to you. This is where I got it from. Here it is right here. Leslie, what's up? So I like when people say somebody else said something. Man, there's nothing new under the sun. Smart people think alike. Smart people think alike. The sheeple think alike and they don't get anywhere. All right, so if you heard something that I said that was similar to someone else, just attribute it to smart people think alike, okay? What people are saying here is nothing new. Watch this. This is where I got it from. My husband is worthless. He only contributes a paycheck. Okay, I'll play it. Wants me to maybe put him first, um, and I have no problem doing that. Um, but a lot of times in my eyes, he does not do anything, um, to deserve it <laughs> or, um, so this video was about this woman who called her husband worthless and he only contributes a paycheck. But the, the conclusion was she works full time. She works full time. She works countless hours, but she comes home and takes care of the kids. I, I talked about this in my book. I don't know why people say I steal stuff from other people. I wrote about this in my book, Elizabeth Warren. I referenced that, the two-income trap. Why do people forget the stuff that I say? I'm really, I'm really dumbfounded. Sometimes you forget the stuff. I've already said these things, okay? It's nothing new. I've already talked about it. I've referenced the two-income trap. 
Did not not put me first or watch our, this. My husband is kind of just um and Dave has on had talked about the Enneagram on the show, so I got the book. My husband is an eight. Like his face showed up when I read chapter eight. Mm. Like that is my son or that is my husband. And um he is in um, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of his um, personality comes from the anxiety and the stress of his job, mm-hmm. which I clearly understand. Right. Um, but I too am here a full-time worker. Here we go. Here we go right here. Here we go. So this is the, this is now the stress and the strain that you put on your family. Here we go. Stand. Am I not? Oh, I'm sure on the screen. Here we go. Right. Um, but I, too, am a full-time working healthcare professional. and So I could focus on my career. I work more than full-time. And I work more than full-time. I'm going to play it again. She's wondering why her marriage doesn't work. Example, Exhibit A. Both are full-time workers. Come on, man. (laughs) It's too easy to figure out. Well, I have a job and I work in excess. I have more than a full-time job. Guys, your family's going to get sacrificed. Personality comes from the anxiety and the stress of his job, Mm. which I clearly understand. Um, But I, too, am a full-time working healthcare professional, and I work more than Mm -hmm. full-time. And I come home, and I do all the things. The only thing my husband contributes to our marriage and parenthood is his paycheck. So again, one more time, I'll say this. One more time, I'll say this. And I've said this. I've written about it. Please don't credit other people who come over here. I've already talked about this. I've already written about it. I've already referenced uh, Elizabeth Warren's two-income trap too many times. The point of it all is you cannot choose this type of lifestyle and think that trading time for money and then adding another worker into the house is going to be the answer. It is not. It is going to cause more problems. You can't have two adults working in the house going this way and then make it work. Most people, it don't work out for it. Most, Some people, it does. Most people, it does not. Something's got to give. Elizabeth Warren wrote about this, the two-income trap. Something's got to give. Somebody, there's even a commenter in here. This is the stuff that I watch um, that even said it here. Let me see here. I'm trying to find it here. I can't find it here. But anyway, when, 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 when you have this two income thing. Now people are going to feel like they're on the same level. Well, I'm on the same level. So we should do the same amount of housework, same amount of it. It's not going to work. This is basically socialism on steroids, socialism in your house. Cause then everybody says, well, since you work and I work, when we come in, we should do everything equally. Now on paper, that sounds nice, but someone's always going to feel taken advantage of, or somebody's going to feel like they're taken for granted. And then you're going to fall back on gender roles as a, as a way to solve it which is going to piss off the one that's working full-time. She's like, I work full-time. What is this gender role stuff? This is power couple stuff. This is mythology. The divorce rate shows that this doesn't work. It does not work. The divorce rate will show you this. Or 
the child obesity rate will show this or the school test scores will show this. It will be reflected somewhere. And unfortunately, we put our children through this and we try to make it work or you'll send them kids to daycare after six weeks. I actually had a woman tell me this. She was like, oh, man, if I would have had it to do over, she said she was focusing on her career. She said she was ready to get her kids after she had them to shuffle them off the daycare and go back to work. She said, if I had it to do over, I wouldn't have done it that way. Hindsight's 2020. It sounds nice, but it doesn't work. And people will still not figure it out. So going back to why people still choose slavery is you do this and you think it's going to work. You think that if I add another income into my home instead of producing another income or producing residual income or being a producer, I'll just add another income into my home and that'll solve the problem. That slave mindset that will keep you, that will make you choose slavery. It's as clear as day. I've wrote about it. There's video after video, countless videos. The divorce statistics show this. The child obesity rate supports this. The single parent household support this. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. It sounds like it can work easily. It doesn't work, guys. Sure, does some work? A few work. Yes, a few of them work, but most of them do not work. I'm sorry, the blue chip mindset is always going to have to be somebody raises the kids. All right, last point on this one, then we'll do some super chats. Of why you will choose slavery is that, you know, you, you don't strive to do better every year. You never feel like you can do better. You feel like someone else has more, more control over you. You're basically admitting that you are a slave. You rather aim low and hit rather than aim high and miss. I don't mind aiming high and missing. Missing is okay. Failure is okay. But going, I'll just aim low and hit there is not okay. The last point is you are late to opportunities. You have a failure to launch ideas in your head. Oh, I can't launch this idea. I can't do this. The cemetery in the cemetery, I know somebody said, somebody else said this. Um, the cemetery is full of the best ideas of all time. Unfortunately, they're in the cemetery. They're dead. They never launched them. You never had the guts to launch them. You have a full of, you're full of I could have, I wish I could have, et cetera, et cetera. But you have a failure to launch or you see opportunities come along. Oh, I thought of that or I should have thought of that. I knew that. That person stole that idea from me. Well, you have the idea and it obviously didn't pop off until this person had that idea, took a slight twist to it and made it work. Or he had enough money to invest in it and you didn't. Or he was willing to invest in it. Okay? A lot of people want to jump on the crypto bandwagon. You want to jump on the real estate bandwagon when it's hot. You want to jump on all of these things when it's hot. Guys, it's too late. It's too late to jump on it when it's hot. And then you say, well, I hope it cools down again so I can jump in. Most of the time, it doesn't. By the time it cools down, it fizzles out. So if you're late to opportunities, I'm going to develop, I'm, I'm going to invest in uh, marijuana plantations or whatever you call them. Guys, that is so, oh, you're done. You know how much money you're going to need now to beat out the people who've already invested millions? Your $5,000 ain't going to go that far. All right, It's not going to go that far. There's people that have already been doing this 
before the laws changed for them to be able to do it. Not saying anything's too late, but there's people that are already investing in it before the laws change for them to capitalize on it. Same thing with the so-called metaverse. Well, when the metaverse hops up, I'm going to make a, a game. There's a guy, there's dudes already making games for it. When it gets hot, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to start buying real estate. They're already selling real estate. They're already doing it. They're doing it right now. All right. You need to get in when nobody's looking. So this is what people have to understand. Same thing as YouTube. Everybody can make money on YouTube now. So is it easier or harder? It's harder now. He said, don't be a dream killer. I'm not killing dreams. What I'm telling you is you can try it and you could probably be successful, but it's going to be that much harder. So could you look at another opportunity? What else is on the come up? How could sell real estate in a program world? I'm not sure what's going I'm, I'm not killing your dream, but what I'm telling you is, okay, I missed this boat, but is there another boat that's coming in that I can get on? Because I think now, you know, it's going to get tougher and tougher to go do something that people have already got going on, <laughs> got going on. So anyway, let's get into these super chats. We'll talk about rebuilding your life if you guys want to stick around for that. Ah, let's see here. Moron got you. The black blur says, so, uh, oh, I got that already. Three and three, three and three. Where are we at here? Oh, man. Three and three says, I uploaded a shocking video from a local Snapchat woman this morning. It's called Weimar, Weimar, Reimer, and it's on this channel. Use this clip if you like. All right, I can't stop the show, but uh, yeah. Speaking my mind, free agent lifestyle, woo. Yeah, I took three words that meant something and made them mean something altogether. Free agent lifestyle. Those are all things that you would think, oh, that sounds simple. But now it actually has a meaning to it. And uh, I broke down what the meaning is. So nothing's, you don't have to think all the way outside the box. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to think all the way outside the box. You can actually think within the box a little bit. Joe K says, are you talking about the new Afghan Americans who are getting government handouts with our tax dollars for part, uh, for being a part-time, oh, from a part-time pro-black? Um, well, here's the scenario. There are new immigrants coming over that are getting money. Yes. And there's old Americans that are still here getting money. Yes. I don't have time to worry about who's getting the money. I'm going to try to find out why they getting the money and if I can get in line to go get some. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I could complain about something like that, but complaining is, is, is pointless. You know why they're getting money? Let's understand why they're getting money. They're getting money because the 10% the, uh, no longer believe in you. I've been saying that as well. Did somebody else say that? The elites no longer believe in you, Americans. And most of you African-Americans, they have no faith in you. This is a sad reality. I know this hurts. Let me put up the fewer discretion is advised. They don't believe in you. They have no faith in you. And they only see you as either leeches or productivity. They can only capitalize on your productivity. They don't think you can do it anymore. And you have a track record of not doing it. So 
They only see you pigeonholed into one area. <laughs> I know this is tough information here. So why would they invest money in you? Why would they invest any money in you to do what? To, I mean, they already tricked you with education. They tricked you with education. That was a big old scam. They know the blue chippers are going to pay for their education up front. They're going to find ways to get grants. They're going to find ways to, they've already saved for their education for their children. They, the children will go through school. They'll go through the Ivy Leagues. They'll go through the blue chip universities. They'll come out. They'll demand salaries. It's fine. They've already afforded it and they've got the inflation. It's fine. But they tricked you guys with education. They said, you'll be nothing without these degrees. And then what did they do? They, could, they, they literally raised the cost of degrees exponentially for the same education. Made you pursue it, go into debt, all right, into what we have a uh, trillion dollars in student loan debt. They made you go into debt. And then you came out, spit out with some of these, the most useless degrees in the history of the world. When the blue chippers who pay for their kids' college would never let, they, they wouldn't pay for them to go take classes in these classes that you took. They said, go there and be intentional about the degree you get. But no, y'all wanted to go to college and feel good. And then you went there and got these useless degrees, and now you got the debt that you can't pay off. Now you're entrapped in servitude. And now how do you pay that off? You got to take a job with a degree that don't work the same. I mean, that was a huge trap. Again, they open up the door for one thing, but then you realize it's a trap. Just the same as if they said, okay, we screwed you over. How about we cancel all the student loan debt? You guys will go cheering. And then all of a sudden, 40 years later, you realize you got caught in another trap. I mean, they're not stupid. So let's just go back to it, Joe. They don't believe in you. They don't believe in you. And this is why they're bringing in new Americans. And they're funding them before they will fund you. It's clear as day. And uh, once I got out of my feelings, I realized that that's what was happening. They don't, they don't believe in you. Because what, 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 are, what are you going to school for? What are you going to college for? What are you, going, what are you investing in? I mean, people in the community don't even start their own landscaping businesses. You let Hector and them come and start one in your own neighborhood. Sooner or neighbor. Sooner or later, you got to move out the neighborhood because Hector and them's cousins and brothers and all of them move in. And then they tighten the grip up. They don't need the white man to tighten it up. Hector types it up on your ass. Hector and them makes it difficult for you to live in your own hood. So you let them come in there. I ain't mowing no lawns. And they come in, they buy three lawnmowers. <laughs> they hire their cousin, their nephew, and their son, and they kick ass and take names. And then sooner or later, Hector's the boss, and he got five trucks running around the city in 10 years. But you could have done it. But you didn't want to do it. You, you chose to pick up the guns that they left by the train tracks. You chose to pick up the dope that they left in, your, in the neighborhood and, and gangbang on streets you didn't own. Guys, it's plain and simple. You guys keep blaming that they're investing in the new Americans, but these new Americans are bringing families, tradition, and they're doing it the right way. Nigerians, Afghans, Latinos. Some of them criminals. 
but that's what they bring in. And you're bringing no families. You're bringing no business ideas. All y'all bring in is gimme, 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 gimme. When Hector and them, they could tax off of them or they make, they used to be able to make money under the table. So when the, when the black community figures this out, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be too late. Figure it out, guys. Figure it out. Y'all waiting for America to give y'all anything. I don't know what you're doing here. Why don't you go somewhere else? I mean, I'm telling you, this is not the time for this. Inflation's at 8%. This is not time to act. Okay, let me just say this, and I'll I'll move on. You're, you're talking about what the Afghans are getting, but I sure enough see these UBI programs in the hood. I see the black women are getting their money. There's $1,000 there. There's a th- what are you talking about the Afghan? I'm not talking about dissing you, Joe. But what are you talking about the Afghans are getting money? Compton, California, $1,800 every three months. Sounds like they're getting some money. How about in Long Beach? $500 a month for a year. Here's another bit of money in Los Angeles. Who do you think is getting this money? Got to be some blacks here. Here's Oakland, $500 a month for 18 months. Screen is white. It is white. <laughs> Sorry. Let's put it up here. See if I can get it up again. They don't want me to show the truth here. There's Oakland. There's 500 a month there. There's 300 a month for two years in Sacramento. Don't sound like brothers to me. Stockton. There's 500 a month for two years. Gainville, Florida. Who is that? $1,000, then $600 a month for 11 months. Sounds like sounds like it ain't the Afghans getting money. Sounds like it ain't the Mexicans getting money. Sounds like the hood getting plenty of money. Gary, Indiana, $500 a month for a year. So America, it, Shreveport, who is that? That's Afghans? So again, pro-blacks, y'all getting your money, and it sounds like the single mother is getting the money. You're getting your money. Stop complaining. How, what do you want? Jackson, Mississippi, 1000 a month for a year for who? 110 low-income African-American mothers. Where... Where are black people? Why are y'all continuing talking about y'all ain't getting no money? Here it is. You're you're getting it. <laughs> Rochester, New York. Who is this? Five hundred dollars a month for one year. That's ne- That's ninjas. For what? One hundred and seventy-five low-income families. Where are the pro-blacks talking about you're not getting money, and they're going to the immigrants? Newark, New Jersey. Who is that? Bi biweekly payments, two hundred and fifty semi annual, three thousand dollars for two years. Sounds like Patterson, New Jersey. There's the North Carolina Cherokee tribe, four to six thousand dollars a year. Durham, North Carolina. Who is that? Five hundred a month for one year. Here it is, five hundred a month for two years. One hundred African American women. You're getting money. Where's the Where's the story? You're not getting money. They're giving. You know who ain't getting money? Black men. It sounds like black men are being left out. Your black women are getting money. Okay, so what is this whole thing about y'all not getting money and reparations? There's program after program after program after program. Okay, I'm just trying to wake y'all up. <laughs> I'm just trying to wake y'all up, bro. So does that put your does that put you to rest, Joe? Does that put that argument to rest? The, the argument is futile. You're getting money. You're getting opportunities. You're getting funding. You're getting scholarships. You're getting all of the stuff that you're complaining you're not getting. It's there. And people are getting it in your neighborhood. But guess what? You ain't, you ain't seeing nothing of it. 
<laughs> and black men in particularly are seeing almost none of it because they want you. You need to be producers out here. Uh, um, Adrian Paul TV, not bring political stream, not relationship or XX stream. These are your most important streams for us black men. Let's go blue chip coach gang. Mike D, rich people get paid to talk. Poor people talk for free. Success never sleeps, and you're only good as good as your last accomplishment. Stay on your path and purpose, Coach Gang. You're absolutely right. You're only as good as your last accomplishment. For all these things that I showed you early that I accomplished, it means nothing. All it is is I took what I experienced from one thing and applied it to the next thing. Nobody's going to pay me for doing what I did 10, 15 years ago, unless. It's a residual. Jeremy Brown, shout out to you. Simon Small, shout out to you. YouTube Trash Talker, Coach Stop Capping. We know you're a peace leave 9-11 millionaire. <laughs> um, guys, I love me some peace leave. Peace leave is fantastic. Ladies, if you want to volunteer your services, we do have the coach rehab program going on. Ladies, I know you're watching. But what I don't do is prioritize it, right? And also, the message of uh, the free agent, I know you're messing around. The message of the free agent lifestyle is to put peace leave on hold until you get to a certain point. And then at that point, you'll put peace leave in this proper perspective. So I've already gone back into participating in the marketplace that if I did it before I got to where I was going, if I did it, I wouldn't have got to where I am. All right. But I do have a certain class of peace leave that I like. So I do, I'm very much, um, I'm very much in like a woman in that I do not typically mess with a certain style of peace leave. Like I don't go all out. Like to me, all peace leave ain't the same. <laughs> it's not. So I automatically eliminate right off the top the type of girls I don't mess with. I'm like, I'll never mess with you. Never. And it's not based on race solely, although race does come into it, but that's just like anything. It's kind of like a, it's a class decision. I look for a certain class of person. I look for a certain class of person, but then that also, then race does come in, in, in line with that because I just don't mesh with a certain class of individual. I don't. Straggle daggles, anybody that's straggle daggle, anybody that's deaf, dumb, and blind, um, anyone that's extremely extroverted, I typically pass on them. If they're loud, I it's mostly socioeconomic, but it does then fall down to racial lines, unfortunately. It's not that I don't think they're pretty. It's that. Mm -mm. It, it's not somebody says stop the catch stop, stop the cap it, it's not like I date black women it's just that they typically and this could be seen in the way the voting is goes on typically they vote for a certain thing to happen that I'm against I'm going to just show you here Like for me, I can't vote for liberal mindset or hand. I can't vote for that. So typically my interactions are to probably skew less away from those people. 
I skew less away from them. Somebody said, what's a straggle daggle? Lisa said, what's a straggle daggle? Shout out to Lisa and uh, send me some feet pictures, by the way. <laughs> she looked like she got pretty feet. A straggle daggle is somebody that is embracing the struggle. Someone who embraces struggle. Someone who puts struggle ahead of everything. Somebody that often looks back on their struggle and they're always talking about the struggle from the slave days and they're talking about the struggle of this and the struggle of that and they embrace it. If you don't have the struggle, they look down on you. Uh, let me show you this demographic here. This is how it does fall down the racial lines right here because this is right here, how black women work to secure Joe Biden's election as president. I mean, what's going to happen is I'm not, I'm not for this party at, at almost probably on 90% of the things they believe. All right. I'm not for all out support of them just because. But typically, take a look at this stat. This is how people get eliminated. Right here, about 90 percent of black women voted for President Joe Biden. Now, it's not because they voted for Joe Biden. It's typically why they voted for Joe Biden. All right. Hold on for a second. It's typically why they did. Hey, I told you to do Biden. Now, just so you know, 50% of white women or so voted for Joe Biden. They're eliminated too. <laughs> and it's not because they voted for Joe Biden. It's because of why they did it. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost it? See, those type of people typically are not going to they're not going to relate. I'm not going to relate to them very well, and they're not going to relate to me very well. We're typically going to run into some sort of problem where it just ain't going to work. <laughs> okay. Now you do it, baby. I listen, you're, you're free as an American to do as you want, but when it comes to class association, the class rift is so distinct based on where I want to go in life and where they want to go in life that we can never really like, we can never really do anything. Even fornication is tough for me. Even inviting you to my neighborhood is tough. I'm going to give you another example. Sorry, I got to do the super chat. I'm going to give you another example. There was a Latino woman that I was messing around with that was a closely to, I told you to do Biden. But she lived in Orange County, so we were talking and messing around. Then, you know, for some reason, the conversation, it was during the election. Then it got turned into political. And then it was just kind of like, <sighs> now later on, she changed her opinion. But during it, she had all these things to say about these type of people and this and people who work and rich people and all this stuff. And I was just sitting there like, I was like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> it's like, this ain't going to work. You got to go. Go back to Santa Ana. <laughs> go back to Santa Ana. It ain't, I can't I can't sit here and and have this poor me old me victim mindset. And when it comes to women in their politics, we're not going to be in agreement. So if you are overly because it always comes up, they're always going to come. It's always going to come up. And when it comes up for me, it's a limp bringer. It brings the limp. All it is is emotional talk and we need this and that'll need to do that. And then they start talking about their politics. Well, you need to believe in abortion. I don't want to believe in that. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's literally like, oh, my God. It brings on the Limpy. Mr. Limpy shows up. See, their politics is going to bring on a class distinction that I'm going to just completely separate from you. I'm like, nope. Because those people are trouble for people like me. Now, if I was a ham and egger and I was a knuckle dragger and a clock puncher, it would be fine. But I'm not. I'm not a clock. I'm not a ham and egger. I don't knuckle drag. And people assume I'm a knuckle dragger. because Oh, here's a black guy. He complains about his reparations and all that stuff. And then I don't do it. And I say, no, I'm pretty conservative across the board. What? And then there's a problem. And then I go, I can't associate with you. Sorry. Don't, that's a straggle daggle. <laughs> An extreme leftist. Yeah. People peg me as a, they, they want to peg me. They think I'm going to say the same bark, talking points, bark. And we need this and bark. They're bringing over immigrants and paying them money, bark, bark. Reparations, bark. Poor me, oh me. The police don't like me, bark. They think I'm going to say stuff like that. They think I'm going to say that. And I say everything opposite of that. And they say, boy, you're an Uncle Tom. You're a sellout. They can't deal with it. Why? Because they're deaf, dumb, and blind. They're deaf. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And they want, because one black man got choked out, they think I'm supposed to be scared the whole time. I'm like, I ain't scared because I ain't doing no stupid stuff like they're doing. What is this? What kind of stuff? They can't deal with it. Straggle daggle, they'll lose their mind. And I say, you know what, ma'am? It's time for you to go. Kick rocks. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Get out. Get out. I'm not having this discussion with you. I'm not dealing with your victim mindset. Get out. And it often falls down racial lines, unfortunately. It goes right down to racial lines, but it's a class thing. It's more of a class argument, but it, it, it then it goes down to, I'll show you again, right there. You see it, I'll highlight it. Then it, then it, then it automatically goes down racial lines by just by, just by ideology, unfortunately. And it's not that I don't like you or think you're attractive, it's just this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a class thing, though. I'm sorry people don't understand class. Anyway, and then when I take you out, let me, let me stop. Shout out to MPI. He says people are so ignorant. He says, I'm sorry, I mean ignorant. He says they talk about you as if you didn't earn what you have today. Thank you for the daily motivation. I hate that. Like, I sacrificed and scraped. So, yeah, I mean, people might see me now and like, oh, you made it now. Man, I literally I literally struggled and all that stuff too. And this is why I look at it and go, well, if my dumb ass can do it, I think anybody can do it. All right. All right. State Master Flex says, I'm 32 and my mother is putting pressure on me to settle in one place and get married. Hit her with the nope. Well, yeah, your timeline is not their timeline. Why is she putting pressure on you? You need to settle down. That's all that is. MPI, how dare you say I get this information for free? I pay a monthly YouTube subscription, LOL. Millionaires charge top dollar for their time and advice. 
And people will say, well, doctors and lawyers don't even charge for this. Well, that's because they have a set rate based on their uh, doctors and lawyers have a set rate based on their educational status, right? So the going rate for this lawyer is going to be somewhere similar for the going rate for this lawyer. But when you're talking about uh, people giving advice, there's no set rate for that. I can charge people $100,000. Now it's up for them to pay for it. If they want the advice, they'll pay. If they don't want to pay, they don't want the advice. But doctors and lawyers don't have the ability to go over and above. They have to kind of stay within what everybody else is charging. Or they're doing pro bono work. So never compare what a personality is charging versus what a doctor. And I saw people doing that to Richard Cooper. How the nerve of him, not even doctors and lawyers. Well, he's not a doctor and a lawyer. He's giving advice, life-changing advice. He's not the same as a doctor or a lawyer. Doctors and lawyers are often confined within their social uh, system to charge a certain amount and not too much above or beyond. But when you have money and you have proven yourself as an example and you don't have enough time to deal with people's mediocre issues and you only deal with real issues, you, you increase the rate. I only want to deal with real issues, not, well, my baby mama, you know, I'm like, I'm past that. The AV Network guy says it's Elon Musk is a billionaire, billionaire and sleeps three hours. I'll look into work-life balance after my million. He says, I just added more to my workload and added more AV Network videos to my channel. Okay, shout out to you, man. You're you're going after it. You can work when you get a certain amount of money in your pocket. Rusted Junk, shout out to the coach and the coach gang listening to you. Um, I have used more wisdom with my money instead of handing it to ham and eggers or the community way. Thanks, coach. Can I get a Muppet face? Ain't no rider, ride or die girls. Oh, the, he called her a Muppet face. Oh, my goodness. She does kind of look like a Muppet. All right. Shout out to her. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO. Okay? Potential? And all of that. My heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she ended up finding her a goofy simp. All right. The AB Network guy says, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. That's another one. That's a great point, too. Education is too expensive. Yeah, but when you don't have the information, it's very, very expensive. All right, no excuse, free agent lifestyle. Rocky K says, what's up, coach? I've been missing a lot of your streams because I'm busy getting my bag. Gotta get my bag and run. To be honest, slavery never ended. It's just been repackaged over the years. Much love, coach. I shout out to you and you double super chatted me. Appreciate you. It's just been repackaged. The people who are smart, they just call it something else. I mean, it is what it is. Larry Porter says there are two, uh, three types of slavery, physical, 
mental and monetary. You are right, coach. It's all voluntary. It's all voluntary. And if you say, well, I can't do this or it's most of the time, I'm not willing to do that. You'll go to a seminar, pay $2,500. They'll tell you, this is how you get into the market for, um, for to flip houses. All right. Say you do something like that. And you say, well, how do I get started? No, you got to do this first. You got to go to your first house. You got to put a $20, 20% down payment. Well, I ain't got the money. Okay. Well, get the money. Well, I can't get the money. Why? I mean, that's what it boils down to. You choose to not do it because you find some barrier. Well, I can't do it. Or a barrier was put in place. Or your family, most, most of your problems, if you really want to be honest, most of your problems extend from your family, your mother and your daddy. <laughs> All right. Your mother and your dad. This is the whole idea of the blue chip mindset. Is your family, your descendants set you up for a better future, okay? Some ethnicities and cultures and religions have been able to do this successfully. The Catholic religion has been able to do this successfully. The Mormon religion has been able to do this successfully. The so-called Jewish religion has been able to do this successfully. They basically take that family structure and make sure that the next descendants, in order to keep people into their church, sets up the next descendants well to bring them back. But the people that, I swear to God, there's people that think they can do it outside of this norm. They can have the mom and dad dragging each other to court, fighting beef and not talking, raise their children in two households. <laughs> have, you, the, the woman financially cripples the father from obtaining any sort of wealth via the child support system. Are you getting your money, black people? Yes, you are through child support due to Social Security Administration, then the father will enable the, um, well, unenable the mom from ever being able to work a job and support her own kids because he leaves and makes her work and support her own family, giving her $200, $300 a month, and that's it. And then you go out here, and then you blame everybody else when you know good and damn well your mother and father aren't together and your grandmama and grandfather ain't together. Stop. Let's stop the madness. Single parent raising and co-parenting is devastating to children. He said, this guy is dissing my whole life. If you want to know where your problems initiated, go back and look at your mama and your daddy. That's where it started. And if they aren't together, that's problem number one. They're not together. Problem number one, ace, primo, numero uno. Now, if they are together, it might be something else. They had two careers and they didn't focus on you. But if your mama and your daddy ain't together, that's where the problem is started. They didn't set you up for the next level. It's too simple to solve, but we don't want to solve that problem. Well, it ain't that part, because then it requires you to point the finger. Well, it's the men who keep leaving, and it's the women that keep kicking the men out and using the government. It's a problem no matter what. Who cares who the, who the uh, initiator was? You could say it's the system caused the problem. You could say the white man caused the problem. I don't care who caused the problem. Your problem is that your mama and daddy didn't set you up in the blue chip mindset. 
That's how it started. And these other kids were set up. And you know what you do. I know this is tough. You know what you do? You blame those kids who the who were the recipients of good upbringing. You talk about them getting the BMW when they're 16. You talk about them having white privilege. You talk about them having all the things that you could have had if your mom and dad would have stuck together and focused on you and not going out here working two jobs and focusing on my career. So I could focus on my career. I know in this community, women who have law degrees that are stay-at-home moms. Why? Why? Because they have a blue-chip mindset. They're putting that to the side. They selected a better mate. They didn't reward the thugs and the the Pookies and the Ray Rays, and they didn't have Pookie and Ray Rays kids. They had... They selected high. They rewarded the man for being good. And then they produced with that man. No, you produced with Pookie and Ray Ray, and now you've given your kids no chance. How's that going to work? It's not going to work, guys. Go back and look at your mama and your daddy. <laughs> if you have a problem right now, I don't care what race you are or what gender. Go back and look at your mama and your daddy. That's that's the first place you look. And if they are in an effed up position, that's the reason why you're in one. <laughs> Go talk to them and see why that. Somebody says, you're wrong, coach. They just need hope. I'm, I'm killing dreams out here. And now, now, what is the solution? What is the solution? Because I want to not just point out the problem. What's the solution? The solution is the next people you bring into this world, you're going to not put them in that position. It's called breaking the cycle. Because if your mama right now and your daddy right now, if they died and you have to go use a GoFundMe or they left you no life insurance or they left you no property or they left you nothing, no no inheritance, no investments, zero. And they left you debt. That's because they set you up for failure. Now, the next people you bring into this world, if you do the exact same thing, you're continuing the cycle. You can do this. And I tried to do it, although I I fell into a divorce. And I, because I didn't have kids outside of a marriage. I got married. Then I had kids. And then... The wife went out and wanted to do what? So I could focus on my career. And I was like, it ain't time yet. It ain't time yet. Hold on. I'm still getting my business up. If you do that, you might not have to work. You can work for my business. No, she wanted to go out there and do her own world and be. In these streets. And she fell for feminism. So, hey, now we're destroyed. Now I have to do five times the work to get my kids in a position to where they don't have to do what I did to come up. Now I have to do five times the work. Now I have to save five times the money. Now I have to go, now I'm 45, 50, doing stuff that I could have had taken care of by age 40. You know what I mean? But the broken family is the number one reason why you're in a jacked up position. And you have to be honest with yourself. Look at your family right now. If you're in poverty, they're probably in poverty too. And they're probably a broken home. So stop with the nonsense of blaming everybody else. And your mama 
when she dies or when she gets 70 years old, guess who's taking care of her? You. And she will have zero. She will have college debt that you will be paying off. You will be paying for her care because you will can't afford long-term care. Neither did she invest in her long-term care. When she dies and croaks, she will leave you no life insurance, no pensions. When, when she dies or your daddy dies, you will be paying for her nursing home at $10,000 a month. You'll be paying for her infirmary. You'll be paying for her, her whatever. You'll be paying for all of it. Or you'll have to take off work and not pursue goals to take care of her. Or your, or your dad. Your dad's in the same boat. Do you think this is a reason why people are broke? Or is it the white man? <laughs> or is it the elite? Or is it that you're doing this by choice? And this is a sad, you're doing this by choice. And, and God's honest truth, I bet you a lot of you guys have done this to your family already. You've already done this to your children. You've already done this to your children. You, you right now have a broken home with children that you're raising right now. And you're listening to me making excuses about why you chose to blow your family up. And now you're pointing at the man and the man's pointing at the woman and the child is out here being left to hang. And they're going to do the exact same thing that you're doing now. You already ruined it. <laughs> anyway, sorry for going off. I'm tired of the excuse making. If you came from a single parent home, you've been already set back. Go talk to your mama. Go talk to your daddy about your problems. And then when you see these other kids getting their college paid for and they got their BMW when they turned 16 and they got their executive job by age 28, the reason why probably is because both of their family members created a covenant and a commitment to get them to that spot. Anyway, here we go. And I came from a sink, I came from a broken home myself, and I am a broken home father. So hell with it. You got to do what you got to do at this point. So I'm put, I'm talking about myself too. And I'm still said F it. I'm not letting nobody stop me. Anyway, sorry about all this. Here we go. And if you want to have kids and you came from a broken home, and you don't even have a home that's together, don't have kids. All right? Stop it. Uh, Jason Ward says the free agent lifestyle is legitimate. I bought this semi-truck in the profile, all cash in late 2021 with 52K. I, I, I did that drop. Um, I did that dropping unnecessary things, including dating. I filed for Blue Flame LLC on Monday. Congratulations, brother. Shout out to you. All right, see, that's what I'm talking about. You guys always worried about, what about dating? What about dating? Man, if you're not where you need to be, you need to stop dating, period. I don't like broke daters, male or female. People should not be broke dating. That means you're gonna be doing things out of desperation and trading legit time and resources in the absence of money. Congratulations, Jason. Miles Chumley says you're a true student of human nature, coach. The smarter and stronger human beings make the rules for the weaker humans. Most are distracted by hedonism. That's another one. That's another thing. 
you're distracted by hedonism and sleeping around, sometimes you got to put your prick away. This is why I didn't go for the PUA. I went for the, hey, I need to go my own way. Women and hedonism are not my problem. Now, I will tell you, I am on the dark side now. <laughs> I'm enjoying all those things that I sacrifice for. But I know how to put my prick away, too. I know how to go, okay, that's enough, and I clear the deck. All right, Ace Star says, Coach, certain European communities don't have student debt. If those engineers, mechanics, computer brains swear to stay home and make the country better. America, though, you owe 10K. I mean, 100K. Yeah, Europeans don't have the college debt system that we, we have. They also don't have the divorce industry that we have, but they don't have capitalism either. They don't, they have a limited growth potential. Like they don't have the rich, they don't have the discrepancy between the rich and the poor that we have here in America. So there's that. No excuse lifestyle. Rocky K says there are a lot of people who would jump through hoops like brown nosing, et cetera, to be corporate slaves. I love being self-sufficient, much love coach game. And it's much difficult for sure. All right. Born yesterday, CGA equals goat. Coach, my best friend is prone to celebrate at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> he says, P.S., I only meant to send $2. I'm going to need that $3 back. Oh, man, y'all taking my money. Y'all donate me money and you want it back. Shout out to you, but you're right. Guys are celebrating at the line of scrimmage. You're celebrating at the line of scrimmage, guys. There's no meat. Um, and then when you make a catch, you want to do the first down dance. Man, look at that one receiver from the Rams. What's his name? Cooper Cup. He was the MVP. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Anytime he did something, he act like he didn't do nothing. Anytime Odell Beckham did something, guess what he does? Because he has nothing and everything is that. He has to do celebrate every little thing he does. This is the difference between a guy that's on his mission and a guy that's looking to celebrate mediocrity. ODJ got to celebrate every little thing he does, and his ass ended up on the sideline. And he ended up on the sideline crying tears. Uh, Cooper Cup, he got what? Cooper Cup would do a catch. He would get blasted by a linebacker. 10, 15 catches later, he's the MVP of the Super Bowl. He holds up the trophy. Thank you very much. I'm going back to work. He don't celebrate mediocrity. Even when they celebrate the Super Bowl, he was like, okay, yeah, all right, we done. All right, I'm going to go out there and slay some peace lead. <laughs> right. But I'm going to do it on the low. I'm going to do it quietly. That's the difference between people who celebrate mediocrity and who people who celebrate uh, uh, celebrate when they achieve something. I love that, celebrating in the line of scrimmage. All right. Uh, Charlie Brown says, got a pension. Get a pension while you can. I went to the Army at 18 and now 40 and get 2K a month for the rest of my life. Yes, sir. God damn. He says, while I sleep. Thanks, CGA. Free agent lifestyle. See, those guys who do that, police officers, um, people that go to the military. If you don't want to go to the military, that's fine. But 2K a month for free is unbelievable. That is, that is unbelievable. Congratulations. Jay Mees, the Mavericks, smoked the Lakers, headed back to continue living unapologetically. Coach is right. If people are hating on you, 
you're not make or people if people aren't hating on you, you're not making enough money. And people are all too concerned about haters. I get it. It's tough to get haters. But if you're if people don't like you, I'm sorry, if people love you, it's because they it's because you're doing what they want you to do. Or you're doing what they want you to do, I believe. Is that also you're doing what you want? I can't remember what I'm talking about, but anyway. They're comfortable. You're comfortable. You're not doing above and beyond what they're doing. You're just living there. You guys living on the corner, selling rocks and smoking weed. All right. They love you. Wellesy Drummond says, just like in your first book, F women get money. He says, keep building and stacking men. You've only got one life. Appreciate your work, coach. This is your one life, gentlemen. This is your one chance to get it. And uh, somebody else said this earlier, and I'll catch up on all these super chat. Um, somebody said this earlier. Uh, I think it was, uh, I want to say Dr. Thunder. I think Dr. Thunder. Or, or um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Anyway, it's harder for you to try to get going in later in your life. I'm lucky because my body's built in a way where I don't gain excessive weight. I'm small and compact. So I don't, I'm not going to get like fat and late. Like I can't do it. My body can't do it. And smaller people tend to have more energy, right? And so it takes a lot less to get this body going. I I'm going to be, I'm going to have less foot and knee injuries and back injuries. Bigger people tend to take that on, right? They tend to get bigger, faster, and they get more injury, energies and injuries, I should say. So I, I'm taking advantage of that. I have good genetics. So I can work hard for longer hours. Not a lot of people, especially if they worked in physical labor, they can't do it. They can't do it. You know what I mean? They don't have the energies for that. So if you work in physical labor at age 25, you're going to kill it. But by age 40, you're going to be struggling. And if you have to start at age 40 to work physical labor, you're going you're gonna to peter out pretty quickly. So you don't want to do that. You want to get it while you're young. All right. Women can wait, guys. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, women can wait. Rare Cuisine said, I'm 6'9", working in a factory. My joints are struggling. Yeah. Hey, guys, women can wait. Ask guys in their 40s and 50s. The women they had in their 20s that they missed out on, by the time 20 years later, you didn't miss nothing. I'm catch. I caught up on all the peace leave that I done missed in life. <laughs> They're going to be women forever, brothers. They ain't going nowhere. You're not missing out on your woman. Trust me. You're going to get plenty of better women later on. The AV Network guy, Coach, should I add a Kaylee to my channel to increase my views? I teach engineering. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> Adding women to your channel will increase your views. All right, plain and simple. It's about if you want to go that route. I can go that route any day of the week. All right. And it will increase my views overnight. All right. So do I want to do that? Not always. One of my channels I might do it with. All right. Mr. Spice says, God bless you, coach, for this series. This is the stuff that uh, should be that they should be teaching in school, but they want everyone to uh, they want to box everyone in into modern day slavery. All the realest stuff that you ever want to do in life will be not taught in school. 
most people, most of the stuff that you will do in life that will make the difference will not be taught in school. Matter of fact, again, I broke this down. You guys think you have choice and you don't have choice. They funnel you into your educational path early in life, probably as early as ninth grade, maybe eighth grade. They funnel you in. They measure you all the way through up until eighth grade. And then about eighth grade, the counselor says, put them on that path. And then when you go to the high school, you're on that path already. You can't even shake it. You can't even shake it. They've tested you. They've monitored you. They've watched you. They've watched your behavior. Um, They've looked at your curriculum. They looked at what you've done well. He don't do this well. He does that well. This is what they're going to do. And they go, they funnel your ass there. You didn't even have a choice after eighth grade. (laughs) And your parents, too busy working on their career, too busy breaking up the household, too busy working in co-parenting, didn't even notice it. They didn't even notice it. They let you transition from eighth grade to ninth grade. Didn't even look at and what course curriculum is he in? And how come he's in this class? How come they taking that class? They didn't even say nothing. They just let your ass stupid ass do it. And then now you wondering why you at a trade school and you ain't in honors English. They wondering why you working in auto shop and you ain't taking no honors classes. Guys, I literally have watched these suburban parents monitor this very specifically. This, because that's where it's important. They be up at the school and they telling the kids, no, you're going to be in honors. How come they ain't in? Uh, how come they not in this English class? These parents be up at the school. How come they aren't on this English class? They need to be in this English class because this English class leads to that one in 10th grade. They're watching it. They're watching it. And, and you're not even, I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're missing the boat. This is where people miss the boat. Trying to chase paychecks. This is why the two income trap doesn't work. Because she's at her job, you're at her job, and it doesn't work. Who's who's watching the kids? And so they know this class is going to lead to AP class. Why is AP important? I'm going to ask you. Why is advanced placement and honors classes important? Because you're going to say, well, my child's too dumb. Put their ass in the class and tell them to go kick ass. Because if they don't, This is another thing that you guys don't know. If they get the honors class, I mean, you don't have to do this, by the way, but the blue chip parents are going to do this. You get, here it is, there it is. You get college credits early. But I'm going to come back to the, I'm going to come back to the blue, blue, um, blue collar work. Hold on for a second. I'm going to come back to you guys. I'm going to come back. The 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 um the AP classes gives you college credits earlier. Now, if you're applying for colleges and they already see you got college credit and they see you're on this path, highly likely they're gonna select you in for admission. So this is gonna put you on that path a little bit earlier. So this is where the blue chippers are going to go first. They're going to force their kids to go into those. So this is where parents miss the boat. You let your kid go on. And by the time you figure it out, you might figure it out in 11th or 12th grade. The damage is done. Okay. But when you talk about trades, trades, sir, what that happens is there's people that go into trades, but they end up not going into trades on their own. They end up working 
for some other people. Unless they say, I want to start my own business or have this, then they don't make the money that other trade people do. So if they go into the trades, it's oftentimes war, work that people don't see as rewarding. Even women don't say that's rewarding anymore. Even if you make $150,000, $200,000 as an electrician or a plumber, they look down on that, unfortunately. But you're the one killing it silently. So there are some people that in the trades kill it, but most people in trades don't get it. They don't get no money. There's people still in trades working for 50 years, not making no money. But you can make a killing doing trades. Matter of fact, I would tell a person, especially a male, if you are thinking about going to college and you don't know what you want to major in, I would tell you to go to trade school. I would say, no, forget that. Go to trade school. Apprentice under someone, learn. Take a couple business classes. You're going to be killing it. Because most men are going to go to college and waste money, time, get into debt. And then the likelihood that you are going to get anything out of that degree is going to be small. But uh, again, it starts at home. It starts at home. Let me see here. So, yes, can you be a blue chipper and bleed blue, blue collar? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll get more freedom than any of these guys that work in corporate offices. And the reason why women want men to work in corporate offices is because they think that uh, this is what women try to achieve, achieve as their standard of success. Well, I have an office job. That's success. So you should have an office job, too. That's success. All right. Not necessarily. Uh, Mike, uh, let's see here. Young Vikey says, look into day trade full time and start. Wait, looking into day trade full time and starting my clothing brand through Shopify. That's my strategy of financial freedom. Shout out to you. Congratulations on that one. I don't know much about either of those. Jay Meads, coach is right. I've invested in real estate for the last six years. Rather than investing in a woman, I can retire in seven years. Listen to coach. Blue chips are attainable. And Jay Meads is a black man, by the way. All right, by the way, Christian Butler, shout out to you. Um, Spike Spiegel, buy guns and ammo while you still can. Order some online recently, buying local today. I might go to the store today. Uh, prepare for times to come. Thanks for the wisdom, coach. Be safe. I might go get some too, Mike. Might, might as well do that. Mr. Spice, I'm finally launching my own crypto token because of your motivation. I was scared of the failure, but I have to take a risk in life. I'll keep you updated. And if you don't have a lot of overhead, you can afford the risk. Das Token, my cousin got her education paid for by mommy and daddy and got a general studies degree, a bachelor mm. a BS degree, and works a simple, low-paying job. Well, one of the requirements that my kids are going to have, the money's going to be in trust. They can get their college paid for, but they have to select from certain majors. If they don't select from certain majors, they pay for their college. All right, that's basically my, my, last, my last hurrah for them. All right, I'll pay for your college, but this is what you're going to have to do. If you don't do it, too bad. <laughs> All right, Das Token, he has been telling y'all to get into CNG and LNG stocks. All right, Stank Maxter Flex, he says, new American here, stealing jobs and making bank. 
Wow. And there's jobs to be had right now. Dot's token, ever since the plantation, blacks didn't grow, don't grow anything. That's sad, too. That's sad, too. Uh, conversation corner coach, you spitting fire today. Started my vending machine business in a few months. I'm a union electrician, but like you said, got to do more. I can't leave my son a job. So there you go right there, but you can leave him a vending machine business. Yep. T-Man says you never miss. We on target today. Doxy Trash had to join Patreon coach. Looking forward to educating and entertaining myself with your hard work. Thanks for everything. Thank you for the support, gentlemen. Chris Johnson, as a man, if you spend more than a day or so moping and being non-productive, there's a problem. Best course of action is action. Trying and failing is better than not trying at all. That's 100%. My grandmother used to say that. Nothing beats a failure but a try or like a try. Something like that. You got to try. If you're not trying and you're complaining, moping, you're setting yourself back days. Joseph Norris, you don't motivate, you inspire, as you said. Yes, I don't motivate, I inspire. I want to inspire you, not motivate you. And uh, guys, you're going to fail. It's part of the problem. It's part of the process. But you're going to learn also. Backyard Creatures, Coach, I messed up my first super chat. This goes to your fund so you don't have to bend the knee. Please hit me with the running feet. Shout out to you. Dorian says, thank you, coach. Amari says, the man who made Young Dolph's mural was shot and deleted yesterday. Mm. Pro Blacks need to riot about that and not the chokeholds, but all I hear is, that's, man, that's sad. That's sad. I'm telling you, brothers, get out of the community. All right. The community, they don't have nothing planned for you. All right. They do. It's slavery, but it is what it is. Jay Lamb, what's a ham and egger? A ham and egger is a jabroni. All right, an incredibly mediocre person who a lot of people struck. They they strive to be average. They play it safe. These people live to age 80, but die at age 30. That's a ham and anger. All right, Ishi Blank says you can give a woman four acres and she'll fold because she feels like you could have gave her five instead. Hit me with the, I'm not happy. And thanks, CGA. <laughs> Uh, man, one thing, if you have women in your family, bro, which all of us do, and you're raising them and you're showing them the path, you can show them the path. They're not going to do it. Okay. That's the thing about, unfortunately, about women, their nature gives them a, a pass out. You know what I mean? You get a pass out. They get a pass. Meaning instead of doing the work all in or facing homelessness like a man will do, their backup plan is always a man. You know what I mean? Like it always can be a man. Now, some women don't have to choose that path, but they know in the back of their mind it's there. And now the government has done that. So they're like, well, if all else fails, I'll just find a man. If all else fails, I'll just get married. If all else fails, I'll just go to the government. We don't have that. And so this, this is what makes it hard for you to get women to really commit to something. If all else fails, I'll sell this peace leave. You know what I mean? Now, I could just sell this peace leave if all else fails. Like, we don't have that. We can't be like, well, I'll just slain Johnson. <laughs> I'll just marry a rich woman. I'll run to the government. We don't have a safety net. 
Now, their safety net is basically volunteering to servitude and slavery. But they think it's a safety net. And, and guys will think they're winning when they volunteer for servitude. Right? So guys will say, well, these women are winning because they, they got money at the, in the end. And I said, no, they got slavery in the end. Right? But you don't see it as slavery. They got to be slaves. Okay, go ahead. All right. So every every situation where they go uh, is a bailout is a slavery. <laughs> right. You're slave to selling box. You're slave to government uh, intervention. You're slave to a man in marriage. OK. Uh, Backyard creature says, coach, I appreciate your grind. You remind me of Casey. I can't I don't know. I know the guy, but I'm, I can't pronounce his last name, but shout out to him who went from washing dishes from for eight fifty an hour to multi-millionaire putting up a video every day on YouTube. Shout out to him. Um, I know who he is. I just don't watch him, but I know who he is, and I can't pronounce his last name. Nastat, KC Nastat. But guys, I want you to show you, man, that th this part of YouTube has become very easy for me because it's a part of my day, right? It's a part of my day now, and it's part of the, the process. Before starting this, it was tough. But now it's a part of the process, so much so that when I end these things, I can do other things now. Hopefully become a multimillionaire. And it's not going to be off of YouTube. It's going to be because of YouTube. I'm not going to make a million dollars doing this. But it's going to free me up and give me the ability to do something. Who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But I believe it will go to war, young man. No, why cut off Russia from everything? They provide exports, oil, food, will starve. Remember, communism starves itself right on script. Right on script. It's going to be interesting. Conversation Corner, writing my book also would, would love some advice on self-publishing. If you would, sir, would you please shout out my channel? There you go right there. All right, shout out your channel. I think I did on Money Mindset, or I will. Das Token, uh, quote, white supremacy doesn't exist. For it to exist, you have to first believe that someone is better or supreme than you. It's all mental. And that's another one. Uh, I, have a, I have a superiority complex. I have a God complex. Even me, even my ugly self, even my black self, even my short self. Whatever you think is a negative to me, and I, in one of my courses I tried to tell you, there's, n there's not a deficiency that you cannot overcome. There's people in better shape than me and they have no legs. You know what I'm saying? And I go, damn, why they in shape? And I got two legs and two arms. There's no deficiency that you can't overcome. So even if you don't have what you think you need to have to be wealthy, rich, or successful, um, you don't need it. Trust me. You don't need it. There's a lot of dumbasses that are rich. There's a lot of not so there's a lot of C and D students that are wealthy. And there's a lot of A and B students that are slaves. Okay, so there's no formula to this. I do have a little bit of a God complex. I do have a little bit of a superiority complex. It's little though. <laughs> but I need that. I, I can't change myself. I can't. I'm humble though. <laughs> I always tell you I would be a tyrant if somebody gave me power in the country. I'd be Thanos. But with that said, I am humble. <laughs>
I am humble, though. And with that said, I'm not afraid to share my experiences and share my failures. So that's that's something. But without this, if I literally said I'll strip myself down to please you and humble myself for the ham and eggers of the world, I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be me. I, it doesn't work the same. I can't humble myself for the peasants and the ham and eggers and the knuckle draggers of the world. I can't make you happy and me happy at the same time. And that's why I have a God complex. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to be funny. You know what I mean? I'm not going to please you. I'd rather piss you off and then try to go and chase the elites and with, with, with my God complex than to try to make you happy to humble myself in the side of <laughs> oh my goodness somebody says Tariq explained this brilliantly it doesn't mean someone is superior in the real sense but the system backs them up and they pull rank on you because there's consequences if you get caught lacking shout out to you anyway coach prince of nigeria has it uh doesn't encourage him i don't know maybe i am a little bit of a prince i don't know here we go uh, KM Lowe, shout out to you. He says, Coach and the chat are going ham today. I have to pay my respects. And we go in three hours in. Simon Small, these live streams are exactly what I need nowadays. Thank you, Coach. Shout out to the Blue Chip Gang in the building. Uh, Blue Chip Coach Gang, U.S. Army retired, says, Coach, you are the exception to the rule. You did not continue the cycle. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. Thank you, sir. The yeah, the cycle has to be broken. There has to be somebody to break the cycle. All right. John Doe says seven years in the Navy, getting out next year, extreme stress and physical labor in my younger years is no joke. With that said, start making and buying those assets young. You'll will you'll be a millionaire by 30. And people don't believe that, but it's the truth. Hashtag coach gang. I appreciate everybody, by the way, for contributing. Young trash talker of the free agent lifestyle lecture. Re-earning a blue chip degree with Professor Professor CGA. Everybody's getting this blue chip mindset, and it's not for everybody. This is for a limited group of people. Daniel McGee, maintenance worker, 65 hours a week for the past eight years, 130K. Leverage is definitely the key. The marriage will is definitely undefeated. So there you go for your blue-collar workers there. You can make money in blue-collar for sure. And so some of you guys won't go blue collar because you know women don't like it and you go white collar and be broke. Strife XL says, took AP math in high school and got a really good score. My college gave me a scholarship for $8,000 a year for it. Go St. John's University. Shout out to the Red Storm or the former Redmen. Guys, I've seen white kids, white Jewish kids come out and private schools are giving them $17,000. And they took AP classes. All, and I'm sitting here like, what? I was like, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. It, it's it's happening, guys. And But but guess what? The rich people aren't going to tell you this, man. All right. Das Tokyo says the community enslaves itself. You're, you're doing it to yourself. 100%. Uh, Charlie Brown says, Coach, please do a show called Monopoly Game of Life. Maybe I'll bring in Angry Man because he's the one that taught me about that Monopoly board thing. I want to bring him in and show about that. Angry Man was talking about people are playing the game of Monopoly. You don't have a choice. You're on the board. But what they'll do is they'll sit there and not move. 
they'll sit there and not move. They'll sit there and let everybody roll the dice and go past, go to collect 200. Uh, shout out to Angry Man. We got to do a collab on that. Um, and they'll let people, uh, you'll, they'll let, you'll let people buy property underneath you. We've got to study that, the game of life and Monopoly. And you'll let people build in your community. You'll let people do all the stuff around you and you'll sit there. <laughs> Mad. You'll let them get from the community chest. You'll you'll let them do everything and get all the benefits and you'll just sit there. Shout out to Beano Nation in the building. Bakari Leary, appreciate you giving the answers to the truth. We don't want to hear free agent for life. Again, I had to put up the viewer discretion. Go back and look at your mama. Go back and look at your mama. Your mama, if she blew up the family or your daddy, and you're wondering why you're still in the situation you're in, that's the answer. Start there and start digging from there. And if they say the white man caused them to break up, maybe then it's white supremacy. But your problem started with your broken home. All right. Uh, if the angry man's here, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to get in contact with him. Maybe we can do that today or tomorrow. Oh, no, no, not today because I'm doing dental surgery today. No tonight episode. And tomorrow morning, I'll be talking gargled up. So don't make fun of me. But nothing will stop me. Matter of fact, I might come on tonight after getting my dental surgery today. Luma, uh, Luma, wait, Luminaris, first ever super chat. Thanks for what you do. I come from a single parent household with poor mentality. So you taught me plenty. Currently a nine to fiver, but looking to rise from it. Keep it up, coach. Yes, sir. Congratulations on that. Overcome that. That's overcomable. Uh oh, he posted earlier, so he might be around. Um, yes, it's a wisdom tooth extraction. So I'm going in the day. All right. Xerax says, speaking of uh speaking of you potentially being a humble tyrant, what do you think uh one can focus? Wait, how do you think one could focus authoritarian tendencies so that it benefits it's a benefit to them? Uh Ah, man, that's an interesting question, man. That is an interesting question. I'm going to have to think about that. I can't come up with something right off the top of my head with that one. But I do have, you know, not everybody likes authoritarianism. They will be, they will convince you that it doesn't work anymore. Uh, I think one thing you can do is you have to go within yourself. You can't lead everybody, right? And not everybody's going to respond positively to authoritarian authoritarianism. But but what I do know is people want authoritarianism. Like people will overwhelmingly vote in authoritarianism and then and then complain that that person is an authoritarianism. The same as women, right? They'll complain that you're weak as a man and they'll go to somebody that's strong. And then when that person's too strong, they'll want to say he's too strong. They'll want to control it. But I, I don't think that works. All right, Dostoka says, first rule of age of empires, uh, build a wall. <laughs> yeah, build a wall. All right, Jonathan Smith, shout out to you, coach. Thanks for your daily inspiration. It is a shame, especially in the community or the community. It can be just as simple as getting a CDL or a trade to change your life dramatically. It doesn't take much. Literally, it took me to go to stop what I was doing. Great reset my life. And we didn't get a chance to talk about that. We'll do that on another day. But you got to be willing to do something like that, man. If you don't, you're going to be in the same spot. Again, my life is not what everybody can do. 
I mean, moving cross country four times is traumatic. Um, I've lost friendships. I don't have tight friendships. Like, you know, I don't have people that I grew up with for the last 20 years and people that I hung out with and backyard barbecues. So there's negatives to that. But if you like to sit around with people and waste time on a Saturday, sitting in someone's backyard, getting stung by mosquitoes. All right. That's you. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you want. I mean, you know what I mean? Sitting at the barbecue, having the same conversation over and over again. Okay. Sitting at the park, dodging bullets, getting shot at. If, if that's what you like, go ahead. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't have that. You know what I mean? I don't have that because I've been constantly on the chase. But then the results speak for themselves. I got money. All right, shout out to last couple, man. Ricky Webster, coach, you the real MVP. Had to give one more for this overtime French toast. Props do. You can make money or you can make friends. You can make money or you can make friends. I got all the friends I need. I need. I got money. And I just need life experiences. I can't take friends all to Tahiti. I can take myself, though. And I can't wait for all my friends to save up to go to Tahiti with me. But I can pay myself and go to Tahiti. And I can watch all them girls, them Polynesian girls, with them little uh, straw skirts on. Shaking a tail feather. <laughs> you can make money or you can make friends. I got money. And and women don't like that. They can't really do that either. That's another thing that this world, this world is built around stuff that doesn't benefit them, right? So they're social people. They prefer friends over money, but they can't even keep the same friends for six months. Make that work. All right. Mm. They're, they got they got 18 different besties over the last two years. All right, so make that make sense. Shout out to David G. Dave G, coach, going to be in here tomorrow talking about Papa Perk. Let it flow through my body. I don't even know where the song is from, but I might be on a little bit of something around here. All right, no steak for me this week. All right, I'm going to be eating soup the next couple of days. All right, man, and no kissing either. All right, shout out to the coach gang, man. We in overtime, three hours today. So shout out to my homeboy, um, Avery, on the timestamp. You got your work cut out for you today. All right, brothers. Yes, we are officially out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day. You want to pay your bills? I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch.